0: Don't laugh! This ain't reality TV! I take it! That
1: movie's stuck!
2: Can we get serious now?
1: It's the Fortress Film Society on The Chad Duke Show.
3: Doesn't matter who it is that's supposed to be opening the show, the mics don't come on until a few seconds later. There was a thumbs up involved in everything, that's the best part. Anyway, enough of that nonsense, hello and welcome to another episode of the Fortress Film Society, presented by the Chad Dukes Show. Uh, I am not your host, Chad Dukes or Big Shoot, I am Loud Goat, opening because uh, our illustrious host has been indisposed by a monstrous slice of pizza from Benny's. (laughs)
2: i was happy for him.
3: Calling it a slice is actually giving it all the best of it. It's pretty much half of a pizza for most uh, human beings to en- endure, I guess, is one word for it. But uh, he jumped right in with both feet and decided to get one in before the show started. And let's just say time got the better of it. But uh, he looks to be almost Very recovered selfish. now. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: It's
2: quite all right. If we brought him another slice, we could get 20 minutes in on Kiki's delivery service, I think. So, I'm game.
3: I think he might throw it at us at that point. Uh, get two
4: films into David Lynch's filmography before I decide I didn't like pizza anymore. Um, yeah, big verbal nod out to uh, Orgy Beard, who came in bearing gifts. I was first going to be upset because he was, um, I guess, not timely, but it didn't fucking matter because, my God. Yeah. Betty's Pizza, if you guys know free plugs, but if you're not in the area, it's the size of a fucking flying saucer. What is that thing, like an alien craft?
3: I mean, it will cover the entire roof of most mid-size automobiles. Mm-hmm. It was
4: so big, it scared Jester into, again, not turning on the microphone at the beginning <laughs> of the show. Jimmy, what happens where you won't let the host speak? Like, what goes through your brain? I just had the, the wrong camera set up. What, what did that have to do with Goats Microphone? It's a podcast. It's a good point. You need to turn all the mics on, and then we'll worry about the camera setups. So, like, there's 14 people watching on the cameras,
3: and he was furiously scrolling through the camera scrolling. shots as well, just going, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god." It's like you, you didn't, no one's speaking right now.
4: Well, here's the issue: is that we got a good group in here tonight, but there's some big boys, and I knew that if I didn't get back there and get one of them fucking slices at the very top, mm. there might not be one for the shootster. And Time I, was of the essence. Yeah, that came all the way from Old Town, Manassas so I'm, uh, I do avail myself. Go, thank you for covering for me. I appreciate. Oh, that.
3: absolutely. I can, I can hope that uh, for. The rest of the show, I can avoid running into a uh, steam shovel that's run by the mafia.
4: When Pete's is concerned, I'm the snowman, you're the bandit. All (laughs) right. You're going out there and taking those Smokies out of here. Get it right in the rocking chair. Little did we know the biggest Smokies sitting right over here. He won't (laughs) turn the microphones on for the goddamn show. Uh, Sheriff Jester was
3: Buford Buford
4: T. Jester. (laughs) That's what we'll start calling him from now on out. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Fortress Film Society. Thank you so much for your patience. I am your host, Shu, joined, at, well, broadcasting live for the Fortress of Solid Dudes, presented by none other than Monk's Barbecue. Very excited for some Monk's Barbecue. I saw some delicious hot dogs going out for their specials available in Percival and, of course, out on the farm now, Flying Ace Farm, Levittsville, Virginia. Can't wait to get out there again. Unbelievable. All everything you want. They got bourbon. They got beer. They got barbecue. What else is there in life very good. Uh, we have a monster episode for you guys tonight. There, over there, not turning on the mics, but still good natured and slimmer, and of course uh, the favorite in the weight loss contest Jim between him and Ant Man. man. Sweet Daddy, daddy the James the is with us. Hello, Sweet Daddy. Hey there, boy. <laughs> and he, uh, he told me he watched all the movies, which is great. Yep. Excellent. And he's listening to the book on tape. Wow. Nice. He's trying to teach him about brain folds, and he told me... <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, well, we'll do that another time. Uh, loud Goat is yithing it up as well. Thank you for braving the traffic of Northern Virginia and Washington, D.C., Loud Goat. It's terribly
3: exciting. Some <laughs> weeks are better than others. This one was not.
4: Yeah, look looked bad. Uh, everybody seemed to have run into it. Uh, the Tube is here as well, fresh from his metal and alcoholism-fueled trip to philadelphia of all places yeah wow what
2: what a decision to make how was your trip tuber i'm i apologize if i'm a little hoarse on this particular (laughs) episode i was on the phone for work the other day and i'm like this is harder than i remember it being Uh, it's fucking awesome man i mean it's two days of the loudest craziest bands you've ever seen and uh Know, as much beer as you can drink and guess what we we tested those
0: legs, yeah yeah
4: so. well also one of the reasons why i said he's a little horse is that in philadelphia there was a mr hands type of situation yeah. for ah. equine lowered onto his anus okay um, so yeah it's a big weekend and uh, i was checking uh sh- i was checking <laughs> checking the God. tubes uh instagram and it was like infant death mangler and then it's just like <laughs> there's you know i remember i went to metal shows go and i went to industrial shows mm-hmm. hard rock shows Mosh pits were always a thing. I don't remember the let's start on opposite sides of the room and then just smash into each oh, other the in the, the wall! yeah the wall. Yeah, I never, yeah. I never encountered that. I watched about eight of them on Dodson's uh, Instagram and just thanked – Allah, Yahweh, everyone. I just shot prayers out in every direction and I wasn't there for that shit.
2: I've got some bruises to show they for really? one of those, by the way.
4: Moshing's a lot of fun. I, I got yeah. to I got to mosh to God Smack at the HFS still once, and it might have been the most fun I've ever it's about had. Not as good
2: as life. it gets. It's, they get the pits get fucking huge at those shows, too. The biggest one I ever saw was Soundgarden at uh Chili Cook Off.
4: Yeah? Yeah. I, I I had a really good experience. There was a guy back then is when everyone had the um the George Clooney from Dust Till Dawn, like tattoos that went all the way down the arm uh-huh. and the bald head and mm-hmm. the big fucking traps and there was this guy me and my brother were, were moshing and i kept running at him to hit him in case he's like stop fucking with that guy he's way too big <laughs> and, I, Fuck you! and i just went running at him he just turned around i slammed into him and then hit the ground <laughs> And there was people everywhere, oh, and he's looking down at me, and I'm like, oh, shit, this could go the wrong way. And he fucking grabbed me under the armpits and picked me up and put me on my feet oh, like a child. thank God. Like a child. <laughs> <laughs> he pushed me off in the other direction. I was like, all right, it's time to get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here. Oh, very good. Uh, so much to get to tonight. Of course, uh, boys, I believe it's the first time. Is it four movies tonight? Did we yeah, just four we movies. Gone,
2: we haven't gone four deep in a while. Holy
4: shit. Uh, was that too much for everyone, anyone else?
3: Um, it might have been a bit of a challenge uh, to get okay. all four of them in, but I, I think last episode we were uh, inspired by the fact that we did three movies and a book, and yeah. so we got really excited. We could, It's easier to get a fourth movie in than it is to get a book in. So. I was
2: hungover on Sunday, so I watched all of these in one day. <laughs> that is Well, the problem <laughs> wow. is, and that's where I like watching them closer to the date
4: just so they're fresher in my brain. These were not... There were three movies that we selected that were all car chase movies. Yes. Yeah. And so I watched them in an order that was unbefitting. Ah. Same here. Is it, you did. did I, I don't know if that you encountered that. Goat.
3: I watched them in uh, chronological release order. So I was. See, that's
4: why sometimes
3: I wish I had a goat brain because. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes. Yes. But then I also know like where
2: and when to watch movies, which I did not. Well, I think I just completely under. I underestimated what each of them was going to do, or I, I uh, mispredicted, is that a word? Um, okay. I incorrectly predicted how I was going to feel about these movies, and I okay. tried to watch them in that order, and um, it didn't ruin anything for me, but I do wish that I watched them in a different order. But at the same time, I do like that we have somewhat of a theme for the show, and that we picked, on accident, as Chad mentioned, three car stunt movies. Yeah. That's, like That was fun, and by the second movie, I realized, oh... There's a pattern here, yeah. Yeah. and now this is going to be fun going to number three. It's very subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. let me do some housekeeping. Uh, everyone watching live,
4: I demand you donate 50 stars right now or you're out. Um, <laughs> also, I would like to thank Kimberly Milio, who actually started and is now maintaining a Fortress Film Society yes. Yes. Instagram. Great appreciation. It? Yes. So she, I think she said Jason Breeden was helping her. Every single show we've done.
3: The results are now on that Instagram. Yes, they went back and did uh, the back catalog, which is a great effort and greatly appreciated, at least, I think, on all of our parts.
4: Well, Also, I like going back because I've forgotten some of the... We forgot some of those movies already, and I go back, oh, I like that movie. Oh, i like to watch that again. Oh, that was a real piece of shit. Goat picked that
3: movie. Yeah, that's that's, that's (laughs) fair.
4: That's uh, that's been kind of fun. So it's... uh, Fortress Film CDS. If you have not followed that, she works very hard on it. Also, it posts the stuff that we, uh, you know, people ask me constantly, hey, what are the movies? What do you guys like? That is where it will all be. Instagram, Fortress Film CDS. So thank you so much to her for doing that. Uh, she is, a, yes, by O-U-L-L, just called her a saint. And that is that is what she is. David Marksbury, thank you for the 200 stars. Um, the other piece of advice, allow me just a moment, boys. <laughs> um, went to the doctor today. Oh, And um, been the first time in two years, I haven't had a physical because I'm scared of the doctor. That's why we all die early, uh, all us men. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't usually like to bring this up because I'm still a fat mess, but not only have I lost 32 (laughs) pounds, but my uh, blood pressure is the best it's been in 10 years, I think, which was really great. And um, the lady actually said I could tell you're in better health hey was let's fucking yeah. go. Was very awesome. very
2: happy about that thank you thank as, you as someone who has just learned that i need to be monitoring my blood pressure very yeah. closely yeah i can Hell recommend yeah, uh, some <laughs> wrist cuffs that you can do it at <laughs> <Yeah>. home oh, <laughs> i got that i got that uh that address about a year ago from my doctor I, well at least you didn't get it during the old overnight stay at the
4: hospital in uh, waldorf maryland because that's what happened to fucking me when they, they drugged me out of that goddamn uh, station and told me why aren't you on blood pressure mm-hmm. meds so uh yeah it's, it's tiny victories and i'm getting blood work back and she said you need to get another colonoscopy and i was like uh yeah getting old is not Can You do a them. live broadcast <laughs> this time i would love that <laughs> if they let you guys in there and you're just talking about movies over my bloated fucking ass as i'm unconscious and they're jamming one of those fiber optic cables up my asshole <laughs> yeah i'd be butt so leave leaving a lot of pressure for me do you think they'll give us a group discount yeah, because Goat's got to go in, too. You know what? I, only if I demand that they use the same scope on both uh-huh. of us. Yeah, double-headed uh-huh. one. So there's going back and forth
2: between me and Goat's asshole. Do we know any doctors that we could... Can we Do we him? know
4: any doctors? Can we call Naveed? Could he let us in? <laughs>
3: I'm trading this out. Naveed is literally the only doctor I know.
4: Yeah. No, there's not a lot of doctors who listen to this horse shit, so... Uh... Yeah, well, a brief, a brief uh, humble brag, so thank you guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's um, funny. Yeah, ma'am. I did a giant slice of pizza tonight, and I'm going to drink five glasses of bourbon. Mm-hmm. That's the way I ever yes. it. yeah. Get okay, right back on that bicycle. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, it was Dotson's pick this past uh-huh. time, wasn't
3: it? It was, go- it was you- mine. Oh,
4: I- oh, wow. That changes everything. Hey, oh,
0: what the hell? <laughs> how, how?
3: How? Before we go any further, how?
4: I thought this was your pick the whole time, and I always grill your picks way more than Goat's because they're always terrible. That wow, that changes my score. No, no it, it doesn't. Should, it
2: should not. We, all right, we need to start locking our scores in with Jester before we get to the show. Uh, it was Goat's pick. Excuse me, Dotson, I apologize. It was
3: indeed, uh, and my movie pick this time was 1969's The Italian Job, the original, not the Mark Wahlberg-starred hel- uh, remake uh, it was starring Michael Caine, Noel Coward, and a uh, less than significant appearance by Benny Hill than I expected. Yes. But uh, you know, it, a few laughs from from him on screen, and maybe not expected to see him in a movie like this. No, very, but he did definitely hit some some very Benny Hill. Uh, trademark moments, I think. Didn't Would expect
4: we... to see a Michael Caine orgy either, or at least have that. Uh,
3: well, it, no, it, was no a, to it was at least alluded to. Yes, yeah.
4: that woman that was his girlfriend was striking. Was she not? She was cool, incredibly, and, yes, fetching.
3: very cool as well. Like very understanding. Well, at least in in certain circumstances. Yeah. So hit him with lots of stuffed animals. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Michael Caine gets out, gets released from prison after doing a couple years, and uh, is immediately roped into a. a a new heist in Italy to get $4 million worth of gold uh, from, in Turin, which is, I believe, an an emerging industrial city at that point, the largest and busiest city in all of Italy. And uh, he's given... The plans that have been put together by a former associate who has met a grisly demise at the hands of the mafia that we see in the opening scene. Pretty,
4: pretty effective but, way of whacking somebody out. Both
3: yeah. he and the Ferrari end up meeting their maker by running into a giant piece of construction it was, equipment. It was almost like a wily e. Coyote gag, <laughs> yeah, at, <laughs> parked parked on the wrong side at the end of a tunnel, and then the car is unceremoniously dumped off a cliff, which becomes a theme as the uh, as the movie goes by. The Mafia like to dump cars, really nice sports cars Dude, off of
2: cliffs. Was was it the mechanic that they dumped a car off a cliff as well? We watched something recently yeah. where they knocked a car and it fell for a million yeah, years they were up and it on, was so fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, they were up
4: there running around on top of that cliff base too. Yeah. They jump out of the car and then he he knocks down the accelerator and it rams into those guys trying to fucking whack awesome. him out.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Uh this was in the 60s, right? Yes, 1969. So the tail end, it was very straightforward. Um, very British. It, very British. That's a problem for me sometimes. I understand uh, the, these things you know, happen from time to time. But uh, there were a couple of things that I didn't quite get right out of the gate. Uh, I didn't understand that uh, Noel Coward's character, was it Mr. Bridger, was... I thought he was a the warden. Me too. But it turns out he was just an incredibly well-respected inmate who has uh, crime connections throughout the entire uh european union i guess you'd say nowadays but like the entire continent of europe knew who this gentleman was and he had uh, respect throughout is able
4: he, is able to commandeer a movie theater to plan a yeah. caper
0: yeah. while he's in, in prison Prison and
2: key that he's like he's a british nationalist right because okay. of like his, yeah. his like uh uh his pride was yeah, one of exactly. the driving factors yeah. toward
3: backing sure. the heist yeah exactly so he needed his permission and his backing to get the resources and the connections to put the entire plan together also
2: i just i had to i had to look that part up like i did not recognize that right out of the gate i was trying to figure out why it was such a big deal that he like changed his mind and i had to look up that oh he's like a british nationalist he hates the crown like all of this so um
4: the i hate to keep sounding like a perv but i gotta say the 60s girls in bikinis (laughs) bit like it's just i remember being a kid and knowing I didn't even know what to anything about girls. I remember watching those James Bond movies like on TBS or whatever it was. I don't even remember where you could watch those when we were when we were younger goat, but I was just like, Jesus Christ, I don't know what's going on, but I well, like that's it. That's something. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was a great time for that. Um, the cars are cool. I mean I the there was all kinds of different great european you know english jaguars and things like that aston martins and the, the mini coopers of course so that part of it was fun too to watch this movie. a lot of fun period stuff because this is before like we're either go old old like black and white in the 50s or we've been kind of in the pocket of the mm-hmm. 70s lately so it's kind of nice to visit this era with some weird music too
3: yeah it's a it's a little more benign i guess you'd say than definitely more benign than the 70s noir noir kick that we've been on for the the last few episodes um it might have been a little too light in spots, but overall, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed uh, how it, how it built to the end sequence. One of the criticisms I saw after I watched it was that it's kind of slow for the first two acts, but the last act makes yeah. up for it. And I would say, I think that's that's intentional pacing. I don't. I think this is the kind of movie that has to build to the end, as opposed to having a whole lot of. Crazy stuff going on, or else you end up maybe getting a little bit weary. Also, just watch it, you know. Well, there's the
2: other thing about the whole time I'm watching. I'm like, how much fucking money did the amount of cars that were destroyed in this? You know, to film this end sequence, which, by the way, we say end sequence. It's 40 minutes. It is. It is the final act. Yeah, Yeah. it's the last 35, 40 minutes of the movie, which is great. Oh, in heist movies, you need a.
4: I mean, I like that. That's one of the things I like about um, Jesus Christ. Uh, No, the town. Oh, fuck all. Too, but like I, I like a nice. This is a heist movie. I'm here to see Craig Heist. Let's do a fucking forty minute <laughs> heist at the end. Unlike I, and that's one of my favorite movies. But getting Gangs of New York, you get
3: one Gangs of New York scene, and then there's a weird mist fight at the very end.
5: So <laughs> well,
2: I appreciated
3: it, that. I mean, that's Ocean's Eleven is, and both of well, the first Ocean's Eleven with the Rat Pack is very much a. Uh, I've never seen that. It, it's very much a. Uh, a passion project for them uh as in they don't have a whole lot of passion except for making some money it's campy in a way beyond this one at least from my recollection from when i saw it with you know sinatra's the most of them are chewing the scenery it's very much but that remake with uh brad pitt and george clooney soderberg it's just such a stylish movie that movie's amazing and every performance has something going for it and so you but you're not it's not a fully like super action packed thing. It doesn't really kick in until they pull off the plan.
4: I I can speak for goat though. Uh, Dotson, when I say that it is pales in comparison to oceans eight, which of course is the superior <laughs> film of the group. Uh, it's the only one that should that have been made in theaters. Did you really? You, sure you do did. not. You have any respect for yourself <laughs> at all or your time.
2: Um, did you guys see bullet? Yes. With, Steve McQueen. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Bullet is has that similar kind of pacing
4: where there's I,
2: and they came out around the same time. Bullet right? came yeah. out a year before this. Okay. So
4: the only reason I bring that up is that there's parts at the end that I really enjoyed, but I thought the Car Chase stuff didn't push the envelope as much as other Car Chase movies of that time mm-hmm. that I have seen. And I was kind of wondered where it came out in relation to some of the other principal, you know, offerings that you would have for that era. Um I I was I think this movie got fucked by the fact that I watched Smokey and the Bandit and Hooper before I watched this movie. Yeah, um, and both of those are over the top car movies with really crazy stunts and explosions and just balls to the wall fast car chases.
3: And there's definitely a pyramid of yeah of, of uh, adrenaline.
4: And it's ten years past when this movie mm-hmm. came out, at, at least. So I when this when I watch this movie, it's more muted. It's British, it's not as over-the-top, and there's not as many cartoon characters. So I didn't enjoy this movie, I think, maybe as much as I would if I just would have watched it with, with fresh eyes. I gotcha. Because in the, in the same 48 hours, I watched all three of those movies. I don't know if you experienced that too, Daddy, because we mentioned that before the show.
2: So I watched... Hooper first, mm-hmm. and then I watched The Italian Job, and then I watched Smokey and the Bandit. That's a sandwich right there. So you went ah.
3: against the advice that you asked for specifically in your text
2: thread? Wait, no, you said you said watch Italian shit. Job and then Smokey. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did. I watched, oh, I watched Hooper before. Yeah, but you watched Hooper though. first. Yes, and Hooper is the yeah. craziest had, out of I had, all. I had, gotcha, a, I had gotcha. already had seen already Hooper by the time Hooper. I texted gotcha. you. Okay. Yes. Uh, I, but the, the first, yeah, the first like 55 minutes of this movie is kind of tough. And I was really debating even, like, maybe I'll shut this off and, like, finish it tomorrow. But once the heist picks up, I really think it's amazing. Uh, I loved watching the cars, you know, drive all over the the test center, you know, that's, like, elevated above the road. Yeah. I loved them driving over the roof of whatever the fuck that building that was. That arena or whatever. I thought it was really cool. And it was watching and, you know, knowing that they made this in 1969, I'm really thinking, like, I don't know a lot of other movies from this era that's done that besides bullet and maybe like bond movies so i was really into the last 40 minutes of this and i think it's worth a rewatch just for that i was actually checking out uh blu-ray prices because i I wanted to see some like behind the scenes for it so the the back half or the back you know third of this really makes up for uh the the front you know taking its sweet time and it, it came out to a movie that i really enjoyed because of it
4: here's here's a problem with what you're saying in my opinion i the one thing, you don't like Guy Ritchie, but the one thing Guy Ritchie does a really good job of is he builds up side characters really well, where you know them, you know their names, he kind of beats them into your head. I didn't know who anyone... like Nobody other than Benny Hill's character really was of any consequence to me other than Michael Caine, Um, except for the two mob bosses who were not involved in the heist. So all of his henchmen, the guys that were driving the Mini Coopers, the guys that were fucking around, like I just didn't know anything about them. And I didn't feel like they devoted enough time to them, so by the time the caper is being pulled off, it's like, unless Michael Kane is in this is in the scene I really didn't have any type of
2: connection with any of the other guys I totally understood like I got I got way nerdy with this one like this one was just like a technical marvel for me where I was just really into the car stuff and trying to figure out how did they do that how many times did that take and really marveling at like just like the camera shit like it really just became uh, a technical exercise that impressed me by the end of it but but impressed me like very well
3: Well, and it's interesting, uh, Dukes, that you bring up Guy Ritchie. That was one thing that kind of stuck out to me. You almost saw the seeds of of what he would take and turn into his style. Uh, And I think that's kind of keeping the first two acts from being just set up is a huge part of that as well. That's why those, especially his earlier work, is so slam bang. And you're just like, oh, my God, I can't turn away for a second. There's something here that's going to pay off later on. And I think that's a, a standing on, you know, taking what was done before and moving it further is, is a big deal there. That definitely stuck out to me, especially just with the cast of characters, even though they weren't as fleshed out as you might have hoped. Um I know there was that one driver with the uh with the scully cap who was the guy who blew up the van. Sure. Who was only supposed to blow the doors off the van. He was probably the most noteworthy one because you saw him the most and just because he had the most lines. Other than that, they were very much guys at the table or that Camp Freddy guy. Who was the liaison to sure. Mr. Bridger? He was intriguing, but other than that, yeah, I can definitely see where some of them fell a little bit flat. and Maybe were 2 yeah, dimensional. Like
4: there's Bullet Tooth Tony. There's brick top yeah. there's, you know, t- it was behind Utah Road. Like, there's just so many characters in that movie. I just I know their names and I know everything about them. Did you like the the movie, Jim?
5: I did. I liked it a lot. It was fun seeing. I really only know Michael Caine is like the the kind of wacky character, so it was nice seeing him more of a serious. Kind of put your From thing what? down. I'm in charge.
2: Austin Powers. Austin Powers in Gold. Goldmember. Yeah. That's, Jesus that's fucking. That's your read Christ. on Michael Kane huh? Was, I thought for sure he's going to say Batman. Or, I mean, or Scrooge. The, or, even he's even the, he's the never
4: seen that. Even movie. The He's great in the Prestige. Oh, the prestige. I didn't even think about that one. That is a
5: good one. And Jaws four.
4: Not even Austin Powers. The Revenge. The Spy Who Shagged Me. The worst. <laughs> the worst of those three movies by far and not even ugh.
2: damn dude <laughs> i gotta say Jester, that you're not making this up when, before you come in are you no. oh my fucking god you
4: storyboard like what is going to upset dukes the most i'm gonna not turn the mics on and then i'm gonna say i only know michael cain <laughs> from gold member i wish i was that smart
3: fuck i thought for sure because you like, only watch the superhero movies you gonna say dark knight
2: yeah would have made sense we would have lost so much money on yeah yesterday, yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> I was I, oh I should have God. thought it was dumber than that. And then it would be I didn't even remember he was in that
4: fucking movie. I, I, that movie went in and out of my brain so quickly.
2: <laughs> he said wacky and I'm like what when he's like fucking crying talking about Bane or something. You know <laughs> what's weird about that? My wife is watching this. She goes, "Is Austin
4: Powers a parody of this and not James Bond?" And I was like, "I don't think so." But that's odd that he
3: would say Michael Caine. It so. is. I actually do think that overall, Austin Powers is kind of a, I not to use a really weird word, but pastiche of like parodies of Jesus. British film. Right? British, yeah, yeah. British movies.
4: Well, the but she looked it up. That, it is directly the movie that Michael Myers says is Casino Royale. Is okay. The he, he points to, but I mean, I think you're right. The, the girls and even that the shag pad. And then the, there's a guy wearing an ascot. Like yeah. it, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> in there. Um, I'm going to disagree with all you guys. I thought this movie was incredibly dull. Um, I was bored most of the time. I actually had the same epiphany that Dotson did where I said, I'm going to turn this off because I don't want to hate this movie. Um, I thought the Mini Coopers were the star of the whole film. I enjoyed that part of it. I, 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 I shudder to say this because I don't know how you guys feel about it. I thought the ending was Horrible. I was going. It was so awful. The
3: ending costed a half a point for me. Okay. Yeah.
4: Because I was like, "What the? What? Did you have
3: nothing? Like
4: this isn't wacky. I'm not laughing at this. Yeah. It's a little too cheeky. It's
3: literally a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah.
4: It's a cliffhanger. (laughs) But they spent that whole time building up to. Okay. We we revisit the cliff. I thought for sure they were going to go around the bend and the mafia was going to be standing there Mm -hmm. again. Um. I don't know. I I enjoyed the heist too, but it, it, I just there's so many other movies that do what this movie does, and I think they do it better. And I get, maybe this movie did it beforehand, and that's why. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's, I'm
2: really influenced by the era of it. Okay, A. So
4: what did you give it? I, I'd rather not go first. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Two. Oh wow! It's a two. I did oh, not. I, I didn't like it, and it would have been lower. And then I If it was my movie. Yeah, I had it. I had it at a one and a half. But I don't want to disrespect Goat in this time. Uh, yeah, I don't. And I'm, I don't mean to sound like a shithead. And I maybe I'll look at what I've given twos to in the past and feel like, because I didn't hate it. I didn't sit there and say I hate this movie, but I really was bored by it. And I, unlike you guys, I didn't find the payoff
3: to be as redeeming. I don't think I can see that. Um, I think overall, initially I was leaning toward a three and a half, but the ending wow. put it at a three for me. I think, and again, we've had that discussion about the film in its time and what it meant to whatever followed it kind of situation. Like, does that weigh on our scores? And I think for, at least for Dottie and I, sometimes it does, maybe a little too much. Honestly, it did. And so I think that's where I would end up going with a three on it. I don't know that I would recommend it to a whole bunch of people because it is... It's a it's a much slower watch than than I was expecting going and,
4: in. Oh, when you were like comedy, it's it's British. I'm yeah. like, Oh shit, I, this is gonna be because I'm like Dodson. I I love British comedy. Like I love all that
3: stuff. So I, I thought it was gonna be a lot wackier. Yeah. There was yeah. no. It
4: was a it was a heist movie with a couple of you know cheeky jokes in there somewhere. Lots of hot chicks.
2: So the front, yeah, two thirds of this movie is like a two and a half at most. It's just kind of like a nothing. There, there were moments where I'm like oh that's funny or there's like a fun like there's like some good physical comedy him like getting beat up with the rubber chicken is funny uh but is it I think the last like 35 minutes of this movie is really amazing for for 1969 it was like real my eyes were bolting out of my head and like I said I, I wanted to look up like featurettes on like how did they do this this movie seems to be like popular enough with I don't know m- movie nerds right. that uh, obviously it got a remake and it has like some respect so I think I'm gonna even it out to between the three and the three and a half, I'll go three and a half because I think the ending the, the 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 final sequence of this I think fucking rules. And I would honestly just throw on that and watch that.
3: Little chapter selection.
2: Yeah.
4: Now oh, the final sequence, not them in the
2: bus, but him like going on his belly towards. But them. the driving through Turin. Yeah, I mean all of all of the driving stuff is amazing. The the ending is Annoying. I was like, really? at this point, I was like, come on, really? But like, I I think all of the technical shit makes up for that even.
4: Yeah, I, I actually asked myself at the end of this, I said, how did this get it
2: remade? Like, what, what did they see in this movie that they well, said? I think, we- I think Goat picked up on that with the Ocean's Eleven remake. That movie was hugely successful so they and very said, well, well received. Back and so they said, let's go find bunker. another one. And they went with... Uh, The Italian job, and I think I said this on the last episode. I'm a bit of an apologist for the Wahlberg Italian job. That's just one where, like, I had the DVD, like, and and so I watched it a lot. And that's like kind of like a like if I'm like homesick or something, it's like a comfort movie. I have a lot of movies like that. There's and there's like a lot of. I mean, Statham's in that. You forget. Uh, Seth Green is actually like acting in that movie That's kind of funny Most F's in it um, Edward Norton's in it He's the villain Like there's some good shit Donald Sutherland's in the beginning So there's some cool stuff in that movie It's not like really good But if you're drunk or you're it's fun Home with the flu yeah. It's it's worth your time to revisit How did this stack up to Goldmember? <laughs> Well, gold
5: member, way funnier. But I, I gave this one a three. Uh, it wasn't a bad movie. I wasn't sure. Uh, I couldn't make up my mind whether I was pissed at the end or if I was <laughs> entertained by I it. I was irritated
4: at the ending of the movie. I,
5: I, immediately, I thought that. But the more I sat down and pondered about it, I sat and thought like, well, maybe it's more one of those like, oh my god, are you gonna get it? One of those type that, of. How did th- th- that go again? Th- th- oh my god, are you gonna
2: get it? Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't like that ham motion. <laughs> I, don't, I don't either because <laughs> it was
4: like it was like grabbing a ball. Yeah. Back. yeah. <laughs> Uh, stop, go, stop! I'm gonna d- it's like doing a magic yes, trick. So change mine to two five because it's not two fair. Five? I I watched this after. I, I don't th- I don't think it's fair to what what I'm scoring the movie because two is a bad movie. This is not a bad movie. It's not. And I think Dotson's right. I think there's a plenty of stuff that happens in this movie where you should appreciate it because it, it led to other things. So, yeah, 2-5 will be my official score for that bad boy. All right. Very good. Uh, whose turn is it next? It's Duke's. Oh! It is indeed. Oh, it's Shude's turn. I expect some reciprocity from Loud Goat when he goes. <laughs> you know, I didn't uh, care for that particular offering. Um... <laughs> So, I already played my hand. I sent you guys this poster a couple of weeks back, and I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger right now. Uh, My movie is called Red Sun. It is a 1972 Western that stars a couple of notable action heroes. One is Charles Bronson, and then one is Toshiro Mifune. Who, of course, yeah. is... Yes!
3: We're all very big. <laughs> a, a legend. Yeah. Uh, just, I think he made
4: 150 different movies, lots of samurai movies that you've at least heard of. He's, all, oh, yeah. he's one of the best actors to ever live. Um, And he's fantastic swinging a sword. And uh, Charles Bronson plays a cowboy. And it is a movie about a train that's carrying a very special sword into the West. Shit happens, and samurais start fighting cowboys, you start fighting Indians. All right. Yeah, um, So, and it's the greatest movie poster I've ever seen, and uh, this is also really endearing to me. 40% for the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 61% from the audience. I have heard that the concept inspires people to expect more from this film. That seems to be one of the main I, criticisms. I can see that for sure. But I don't know how this can be something we don't at least enjoy watching so uh, it's a little bit on the longer side i'll apologize to both of you because i'd uh, give you an acre of shit if you picked an hour and 52 minute (laughs) oh that's fine movie but i did check it's no
3: it's no how the west was one wow that was a big one too yeah Yeah.
4: that was a long one but at least Jamie stewart was in
2: two of those acts that
3: is true and Um, and with quite the fight scene at the beginning certainly boy did he kill a lot of people after he got shot and thrown
4: (laughs) down an alley and i mean
2: seeing these two on screen together is going to be Amazing. I
4: watched. Yeah. I watched about a thirty second clip and I stopped because I was fucking doing mule kicks in, the, in my <laughs> kitchen.
2: I was it's so a excited. good thing we do the uh, the official pick first because if I get drunk and I start talking about this movie, I'm going to go on about <laughs> I'm going to go on about Mifune movies for for oh, the rest yeah. of the fucking show. Everyone
4: man. will recognize that guy. By the way, if you're not into the samurai movies, you'll still. Recognize that dude. Also, um, be
2: the samurai movies, you fucking
4: loser. <laughs> hey, a lot
0: of fun. A lot of fun. If you like
4: westerns, a lot of them came from those samurai movies too, as Quentin Tarantino taught us. So, um, yeah, that'll be fun, and uh, we'll. That that is my uh, official pick. I also had um, I had a suggestion.
0: Hmm.
4: Um, and I don't want to be the only one that picks the tertiary movie. So if you guys ever want one, I uh, I don't want to play my hand, but I really, really enjoyed the Burt Reynolds double feature, and um. What I realize is that I have never seen Cannonball Run. And, uh, <gasps> either. You haven't seen it either. No. I, I know a goat, and this is where Goat gets to take a fucking uh, yes! victory lap. Around. Finally,
3: it's my turn to be the one who's seen the movie. You're in your. You're correct, <laughs> and we're both wrong.
4: But um, I I fucking after I watched these movies, I, I've seen Smoking the Bandit a hundred times, but and I looked at the cast of Cannonball Run. I said, oh. "What in the shit have I?" Been? And I've known that Joe Thiesman <laughs> is in Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run Two. My whole fucking life, and I've never watched that either and Terry Bradshaw's in this one just like he was in
3: so we got to uh, Mel Tillis is in uh, Cannonball Run the cast is unbelievable Cannonball Run I believe I saw that Roger Moore Aaron Fawcett Dean Martin at the drive-in did you really? yes I believe my folks took us all to see Cannonball Run at the drive-in and it was I'll, it was a blast when I was a kid, and it's gotten funnier as I've gotten older because I get more of the jokes. But at, even at the time, it was just like, "Oh my god, look at all of this!" Peter amazing Fonda, car action. Jackie
4: Chan, Terry Bradshaw, Adrian Barbo. Holy Barbeau. shit!
3: It's un- Dean and Sammy are a uh, Dean and Sammy are, are yeah. driving team. I is fucking Pretending can't w- to be priests driving. A, yeah. <laughs> I might watch this fucking thing we twice these, yeah. between we now and then. So
4: yeah, uh, let's, uh, uh, it's only an hour and thirty-five minutes.
3: Cannonball Run. I believe uh, Ray Stevens does the theme Get song.
4: Get the fuck out of here! If, <laughs> if, I, if we, I needed more reasons to like this movie,
2: <laughs> if we do one more Burt Reynolds movie, Adam McNair will come on as a co-sponsor. That's okay. The show. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna, gonna, I'm are gonna, gonna, are gonna just do come on something. <laughs> uh, so, so, are we gonna do one and
4: two? It, I, I think for the show we could just do one, but I probably am going to end up watching one and two very easily. I almost fucking watched Smokey and the Band at one and two about the same night. But it's <laughs> that's, getting, that's on
2: my list for this weekend. Is two, two. Wow. Ooh, it is.
4: Hal Needham, by the way, is the director of Smokey and the Band, All these movies. Yeah, and, uh, it's good to be Burt Reynolds' friend. I'll just
3: say. Absolutely. That. <laughs> well, he apparently <laughs> lived in his pool house for I, twelve yeah. years. Yeah. Why not? But, Why uh, wouldn't you? Yeah, sure. and uh, but Cannonball Run two. Not as good as the original. Smokey and the Bandit 2, not as good as the original. But, and I believe it's a uh, kind of like the cloning situation where the further you get from the first one, the worse they get. So, like Jackie
4: Gleason part- in Smokey and the Bandit 2.
3: He's still in
4: it. Yeah. Yes. So, there's
2: that. And it's still Burt Reynolds, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: Sheriff Buford T. Jester. I think I, there's no way, <laughs> there ain't no way that Jim's not going to go as, as Sheriff Buford T. Justice for Halloween this year. I fucking demand it. Unless he loses too much weight. Oh. I mean, there's always room for padding. Go, Jester. <laughs> yeah. I don't want him to... I, well, he'll still be... I mean, he's a big
3: guy. He can pull it off. Again, there's always room for padding.
4: And, Jim, I'll be... I'll I'll fucking... I'll hold your hat on the entire way down here. I'll drive up the fucking... I'll drive <laughs> up the, like the Baltimore... Is and I'll hold your hat <laughs> on the whole <laughs> way down here. And then I'll fucking take your cigar away from you. And if you don't put the cigar... <laughs> he smokes a lot of stuff in that movie. Um, All right, so there we go. So we got uh, two movies for the, the next round. Thank you guys for... Uh, being okay for that yeah, yeah of
3: course that, that's fantastic i am always in the mood to watch cannonball run
4: i almost didn't want to bring it up because i heard some son of a bitch in the audience go what the fuck as soon as i said it i'm like i didn't want that evil in my life but i deserve it so uh if it could be fodder well, for the show then it's,
3: it's yeah we'll you're in away. for a treat i think you're gonna love
4: it i, I can't wait my yeah. life has been changed all right uh jim do you want to drink some beers i do excellent well, i'm glad to hear that because you got you got some beers Gary's doing the great bit where he's sitting in the Fortress of Solid Dudes right now and donating very generously generously on Chaddukeshow.com. You do not have to donate, but if you would like to support the show, please go to Chaddukeshow.com, click the Donate tab, or hit me up on Venmo at Chaddukes. It helps me pay for everything around here. And Jim, if it's a healthy
3: donation, Jim will
4: take a couple of minutes off his life.
3: (laughs) Very good. All right. They're the bad minutes at the end, right? That's the old axiom. Yeah. yeah
4: now, it. the two, do you uh, have any desire to set him off before I turn it over to a Nino? Nino's usually, I believe, a, uh, a time to, what is it,
2: Fortress Film Time? What's the other show? Time, uh, and time the to Go. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, they deserve to
0: die. And I hope they burn in hell.
2: What voice should I do? I can give my best, like, harsh How about harsh, Sam Jackson in a time to kill? <laughs> Perfect. Not, right. show, this show's free now. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <You laughs> this sh- show's accessible to the public. I'm not on. fucking doing
0: that.
2: <laughs> I'll give it my best shot. All right. What do you got to do? Is it Sam Jackson? I'll just, I'll just yell. I'll, I'll do, I'll, I'll... Cookie Monster. Yeah,
4: yeah, 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 yeah. Do, do, do. I, I got better. Sam Jackson in Jurassic Park. <laughs> I'm gonna do Cookie Monster instead. Let me do it first though, because I got one <laughs> off. Of you ready? I'll go first, and then yeah, if we yeah, get more yeah, donations, yeah. We'll all right, yeah. all right. Please, God damn it, I hate this chugging crap. See what I did? <laughs> right, you mix what it makes it up did.
3: there. Because yeah, it's, like...
4: it's Sam Jackson from Jurassic Park. You see. I, I made it. It didn't get over. So that's why I well, let it be, is because I knew I, you were going to do it better. Yeah, but I thought it was going to get over. Hold gonna, on to your boys. I, yeah, I thought Kevin Smith would at least laugh. And it was, whoo, boy, I was a lot of silence back there.
3: <laughs> whoo. I just tried to fill it as best I could. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Appreciate that.
4: Jim, you all right? Yeah. Thank you very much to our, our good friend, Gary, who is dressed for ponytails and cocktail season today. Greatly appreciate him <laughs> very, very much. All right. If we get any more donations, we'll hear the tube as Cookie Monster and Goat as Nino Grease Manelli or whatever you feel mm-hmm. motivates you. Free form. All right, boys. What would you like? I know we got to tackle one of these before the uh, the very much Ballyhooed piss break. And I hope giant slice break for at least mm-hmm. two out of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I you um, want to split up the Burt Reynolds movies? I never want to sweat them up again, but um. so
3: how about we do smoking the Bandit, okay, and then after the break Hooper, and then we finish with the odd movie out Time Cop.
4: Time Cop does not really fit the theme, yeah. Then. Okay, and Time Cop does a bit that I never understood, even when we were in the '90s. As the future progressed, the firearms and the cars all get bigger with more shit and hanging off here. The side. Yes, I never understood. Yeah. I remember thinking in the '90s, there's no way they're all gonna
3: get. Bigger.
4: Like no fucking way.
3: Um, let's do Smokey and the Bandit first. All right. Awesome. Let's do that first. Um now this was Dotson's first opportunity to see Smoke's oh. time, correct? Oh.
4: Yeah. To go back and watch Smokey and the Bandit for the first
2: time, I actually texted my dad like, "What the hell? Why did we not watch this when we were all a family and still we also we also we still, a, I was like we also civil suit against him <laughs> I was like negativity? we also liked each other like we could have watched this together and this could have been a great memory. Now we hate each other and this is this is gone. Yeah, I, have the, I share this with no one now.
4: I I actually I watched this as an adult for the first time and I called my dad. Because I was a, the biggest Dukes of Hazard fan in the world, like yeah. that, mm-hmm. my son r- rose and set with, with Dukes of Hazard, and I called and yelled at my old man. I said, "You, you, you let me fucking think that Dukes of Hazard this it this, this
3: is completely and shamelessly ripped yeah. this movie off. Oh, this was the template, yeah." Oh, it drives me nuts! I, I've yelled at my mom and my dad for that <laughs> shit.
2: I, I believe in like there's there was some sort of like cosmos uh, alignment in the last week because after we we decided that we were going to watch this on the show in the week in between shows, I ran into two different people that said I just watched Smoking and the Bandit. Have you seen that? You need to watch it. No connection to the for, show for their first time. No, ever no as connection well? to the show. Yes. And no, conti- no connection. I just think it came up spontaneously. Talking about it, I think it just hit Netflix in Is the last why? month or so,
3: okay. and oh, so fucking meet fucking lemmings. But <laughs> I, you know, that's it, it, it's where'd there.
4: For, for more- where'd you first see it? I, it was a blind spot. Goat and I talked about Smokey and the Bandit when I first saw it, so it was that recently. Like I've seen it in my... Okay, a like like couple past. of years? Yeah. I w- That's definitely. right, yes,
3: because I think you I, I think you bought the DVD or something, and it was yes, like the, the I, double feature. I, I remember
2: bought, yes. at one point it was proposed that we watched it when we were doing our movie nights up here during the dark days. Mm-hmm. That was like a proposal, and then we decided to keep it in the, the horror genre. Yeah, yeah. Before the dark times, before <laughs> the
4: empire. This is the most fun movie I've ever seen. It is fun, fun, fun. From tape to fucking tape. Yeah. Um, I I don't, honestly, I hope, if I'm, I, th- I can't imagine he didn't, but if either one of these two jamokes didn't like this fucking film, I don't know if the show continues, and, and Kimberly just made us this beautiful Instagram, and <laughs> Damn, we just opened up to the wide world. <laughs> on the yeah, it's on iTunes now, you can subscribe, oh, go right now if you're listening, subscribe on iTunes to the Fortress Film Society, our entire back catalog is going to be up there, and we're going to be releasing episodes on there as well. Um, well, let's, let's let Tube start. I'm going right. he hasn't seen it yet. Dude, I can't believe I've never
2: seen this movie. Okay, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. Right, thank God. <laughs> this movie's great. Thank God. And this is like, and I want to make it clear, like this movie has been in my, on my radar for as long as I've been alive, more or less, like, because it's referenced in everything. Like it's referenced in every, you know, sitcom or anime, especially like animated shows to mm-hmm. that degree. Like you've seen it in Simpsons, you've seen it in Family Guy, whatever. Like everyone talks about it. it like there, there are lines of dialogue that I've heard uh even just like the title is like really fucking cool and i feel like you just like you see it on tv guide and you're like oh that like i remember reading it in tv guide when it was still printed and <laughs> yeah. um and it just i never got around to it it was never right in front of me and at the same time like i was never seeking it out i just knew like i'm sure i will catch this at some point and uh I'm so fucking glad that we finally Dude. watched it, and then I watched it where like I can talk about it with people because if That's this was important. just like if this is yeah. just like a you know like ten years ago I watched it in my dorm room on Netflix and then I would just have it to myself. This is a movie where you just want to high five your friends. You want to go find your local choke and puke
4: and sit around a fucking a table <laughs> and, and it was just get so, into a fist fight for no reason. It was or so hard to drive really really irresponsibly fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It was so hard for me to stay away from the group chat after I watched this because I wanted <laughs> to save it for the show. But I did. I did reach out to a couple other people that I knew had seen this, and then just you know would, would go on about it for an hour. What, what is it? <laughs> what, did they tell you what it felt like when you reached out to them? Because I'd love to know what that feels. Oh well. Like. <laughs> well, I said for the sake of the show, I don't reach out to you so that we have the most to talk about on this program. Why you've been? Well, you've been committed to the Ford Film Society that. for fifteen yeah. years. Yeah, yeah so that's dude, how long I mean, I've
3: come known on. you. Some <laughs> Matrix thing right there. Um, there's
4: some so many. I, I've watched this movie now five or six times, and there's so many quick lines in it that it's. It's smarter than you give it credit mm-hmm. for with how quick some of the lines are. When Pert Reynolds goes, what does he want another the beer for? Because he's thirsty, dummy. Like, I'd never picked that line up before. When when she, when she Sally Field is jumping into the fucking uh, Trans Am, and he goes, I don't want to get married. She goes, I don't either. Because she's yeah. fucking... like, yeah, That's fucking really she's funny. She's a
2: fox in this They're, movie, by the way. Both, both of them. Well,
4: and Hooper. Yeah.
2: Well, Hooper's rated R.
4: Like, I mean, Hooper's ridiculous. I think I could jack off to Hooper. I mean, that's what was... <laughs> Smoking the, 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 the bandit—you could show that to a six-year-old. If I got shown that when I was six, I yeah. would have lost my fucking mind. The the just the the spray painting the the mural on the side of Snowman's fucking eighteen-wheeler—it's just the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen.
3: It's incredible, and actually, it it was this. I always forget between viewings that that's actually Bandit's truck. Yeah. Uh, because it, at the beginning, the opening theme song is talking about him being a legendary truck driver. And a, he's and usually a,
4: in the cab. He he's a
3: gear that, jammer. Yeah. And I'm like, he's not driving the truck. He's driving the car. Co- oh, wait a second. That's <laughs> his. He got the car for this job. And so that always kind of slips my mind between viewings, as well as that very first opening sequence where the, the cops, Take you know, catch the one tr- you know, completely random, yeah. uh, nondescript truck driver for trying to bring coors you know east of uh, east of the Mississippi, and it's like ah ha ha, which is a real thing by the way. Did you know that? Uh, no, I didn't. It, yeah. it definitely was, yeah.
4: My dad, my dad would talk about how Coors was considered like a, uh, it's like, like a holy grail a delicacy. Yeah, he would never have it because it was always going to be. Because this, this is like Coors banquet, like the, yeah. the original yeah. Coors, the one you saw in the movie. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. So this movie is also responsible for like a huge resurgence, like the CB CB culture. The CB radios, like it spawned all from this movie.
3: It exploded for that, yeah. Yeah.
4: And like the the southern stuff and the everything about this movie, like caused like a zeitgeist shit. It made like 160 million dollars in the theater. It was a monster fucking hit. Same year as Star Wars, by the way. Yeah,
3: I believe. How much different is this movie than Star Wars? I believe (laughs) it was the second biggest grossing movie of that year.
4: Wow. Uh, there's Roy Rogers references, by the way, in both uh <laughs> Uber and in Smokey and the Bandit, which kind of dates it a little Mostly bit. Mostly to his sidekick, yeah. which is a voice that
3: I don't know that I've ever heard. No. So,
4: I don't either. And someone did an impression of it, I think, in both movies. In didn't
3: both they? of them. Burt yeah, Reynolds yeah. did the sidekick of Roy Rogers impression.
4: So here's here's what you fuck- ready
0: to go, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> like,
4: Pretty good. All right. Didn't didn't Sally Field do Roy Rogers? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then Roscoe P. Coltrane does it in fucking Hooper. Yep. yep. (laughs) I'm going to have trouble keeping this in my pants. Um, I think also, though, what made it weird for me is that I listened to, as Coat did, I don't think the Tube did, I'm sure Jester did. I listened to Don and Mike Mm -hmm. for 15 years, and they would play drops from this movie, and I didn't even at the time know they were drops. From this movie. I mean, I've oh, heard okay. them
2: in, like, going back and finding, like, online archives. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah.
4: But the the, the the Burt Reynolds laugh, they would play all the fucking time <laughs> so that when he would do it in the movie, I'm like, oh, it would it Dr- trigger. It's jarring. Yeah, it's yeah. jarring. Yep. you ain't no way I'm going to go home and punch your mama in the mouth. They played that before every fucking episode they did, and I never never put it together. Now, I remember
2: uh, that drop. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Did of the course. letters F-O, F-O mean, mean anything, anything to you? you? <laughs> it's fucking
2: great. Um, until you liked it. Yeah, dude. Of course I liked it. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm a little upset that you thought, for some reason, I wouldn't enjoy this I didn't movie. think you wouldn't like it. I. It's very
4: much dated, and I have a... When, when you're watching... I'm, I've watched every episode of Dukes of Hazard a thousand times. Mm-hmm. And so to go back and then find this, which is the headwaters of that, and just be in awe of how Influence... Now, Influence is very, very kind. They ripped off, I mean, shot for shot, so <laughs> many things in this from this movie. Um... It, you know it's like finding a, an episode of Seinfeld. You're like, holy shit! I don't know if I've seen this episode. You yeah. know that's kind of what it, yeah okay it felt like. It is Burt Reynolds a brick shit house and fucking Jerry Reed is a ten out of ten in this movie. He is an
3: absolute Dude, treasure.
4: I mean, how yeah. about
2: Sally Field? Like she's fucking amazing. She's really in funny. This movie. Yeah. She really because really, like Burt Reynolds is doing the Burt Reynolds thing, but Sally Field is like so like charismatic in this movie. Like from the jump, you're immediately just like glued to her and. uh You almost like you feel the same way that I guess like Bandit feels, right? Where you're like you just can't kinda stop looking at her because she's just so like when he goes
4: she goes, I'm gonna jump something else and he goes, Jump me (laughs) (laughs) I put my fucking My wife's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm watching Smokey the Bandit again." Like, All right, I'm <laughs> going to like, man.
3: I had I had never quite picked up on the he's doing an O100. It's like better than an O200. Oh yeah, <laughs> i on, yeah. on the side. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like there's little nuggets, and that's why it's even though the spectacle is always cool, there are enough like witty one liners, and apparently the vast majority. I did a little bit more of a deep dive on the lore behind this movie uh, this time, just because. I'd seen it enough times. I felt like I needed to take another look at some of the stuff, but apparently, the vast majority of this movie was ad libbed and improvised. Hmm. Um, especially, almost all of what Jackie Gleason provided, including that entire diner sequence. Like that was his idea, Thank you, nice lady, because that wasn't in the script, and it was just like, hey, what about this? Including the uh, the toilet paper being stuck to his glasses Dude. on the way out. It's just. <laughs> All of that stuff was brought to the camera by him, the, which is
4: when 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 Burt Reynolds is wiping off his shirt, and then at first he's like, mm, like he's like receptive to it, but then he slaps his hand away.
3: <laughs> Do you know what I never noticed what? until this? time. He dips the napkin in the Dr Pepper to wipe off
2: his <laughs> yes, shirt. Like really thanks, so funny. Thanks a lot, friend. Just stains, stains it even more. It's so good.
4: I fucking laugh so hard at that scene. Every there, it's the funniest. I'm sure there's other scenes that are as like Ace Ventura. And, crawling out of the rhino's butt is pretty fucking yeah. funny yeah yeah but i don't when I, he's screaming outside i start laughing we ain't got time for that shit <laughs> yeah.
3: he's like do you want anything <laughs> <he's> like, <laughs> he goes how about some hush puppies daddy
4: and like why would you have time for a diablo sandwich and a dr pepper but not for an order of fucking hush puppies
3: we well, gotta wait at least three minutes for the fryer to make those i guess but yes yeah, like, hey, nobody ever chased me boy like the way he's talking to burt reynolds is so, so amazing so good, dude. He, when he has his entire mouth full of that sandwich, and said, "Whatever this dude, when the dude that he says out loud with with food spewing yeah. out of his mouth, it's just that one little clip is enough to go back to." You ever Google what. what a Diablo sandwich is? Because no. I've done it several I, times. I've looked up I, there. Did,
4: apparently, competing recipes. Hungry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, Diablo sandwich. I, there's also people that think it was invented in this movie, just dialogue saying and it out loud. Have, yeah, yeah. So have made it
2: Sloppy afterwards. Joe. I'm making quick.
4: I'm in a goddamn hurry. The one that I saw was, is it's chicken. Like, there's a chicken breast. And oh,
2: some, okay. Some other things involved. I do. I, I mean, shout I'd be, out.
3: I'd be up for trying all of the recipes yeah, that are out there, yeah. And
2: Mate, some fool's gold loafs from uh, EAP <laughs> as well. I just loved reading up on Hal Needham, the director, yeah. because, like, he, he was a stunt guy. He mm-hmm. was a stunt coordinator, stunt gaffer. And it was so cool watching this, like, right after seeing john wick right and realizing that like chad steleski like had a very similar arc Hmm. to hal Needham because they were stunt guys that just went on and started their own their own shit they became directors and they made like really big fucking movies i think that's awesome
4: was Ray park like that too though he was just a stunt guy that now he became you know he was darth maul but then he just kind of like became the go-to guy where he's toad and he's Sure. You know, yeah. Well, I, 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 guess, I guess I like the well, idea of them behind be- the camera. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of them becoming yeah, directors and like, oh, we
2: know how to make this stunt
4: shit. guys don't get that FaceTime, though. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Like he became a guy that was it's like gunning highway. Fucking not like gunning highway. Fucking uh, Arlie, Mas- Ar- Arlie Ermy talked yeah. his way into that
3: role. Well, yeah, because Reynolds started out as a stunt man too, which was kind of how I guess he and Needham became too fast that. friends. <laughs> Well, and speaking of too handsome, nobody gets away with looking directly into the camera the same way that Burt Reynolds does. Uh, Other people do it more,
2: but he'll do it and just be like... I was not aware of that gag until I watched these two movies. Yeah. I, I did not know yeah. that that was like a Burt Reynolds thing. It's and one the of the first his absolute time, trademarks. And I, I swear yeah. to God, if that was anyone else, I would have probably been like, "Wait, what the fuck exactly. is that? Who the fuck are like, you? Exactly. That, that happened, and I was like, <laughs> who the fuck is you? Like, I just pointed at the screen like, yes!
3: Whenever you see Burt Reynolds in something, you get the feeling that he's both like invested in it but also couldn't give a shit. It, and it's a weird balance to strike, but it works only for him yeah. it doesn't work for other people if, if, if
4: tom you know who deserves to do it is tom cruise before he does some bat shit crazy hang off a plane like, bungee yeah, jump before he or he jumps off of something intense though. but what i'm saying is if he right before he was gonna do some crazy stunt that kills him he looked into the fucking camera everyone like, would pop big time but yeah. he, he <laughs> doesn't do it he's the biggest star he won't do it burt reynolds does it
3: He'll be like that's right Cock. and he could not have been a bigger star at, at this point john as well God,
0: fucking
2: man's man um john candy will do that right John Candy doesn't probably do a lot of look, his own stunts. Look, look, look in, no, look into the, the line, look into the camera. Look into the camera. Right outdoors? I don't, yeah. I don't remember anything John Candy does it in. Oh. I could be wrong.
4: The only people I know that do it are fucking Jimmy Fallon. Like, There's people on SNL that will do it. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen anyone do it in the fucking movies that it's not a part of the script
3: right like where they're not talking like in ferris bueller he talks to the audience but that's part of the
4: yeah, jam- that's, that's silent like bob the, strike back it's like until your
3: friends get big and they come back and they just kind of look at the screen but that's like you know part but of it. it's for a gag as opposed to just a little like hey aren't I, aren't I awesome like that's basically every time he looks it's always kind of like am i not amazing there is a video that you should look up when we get out of here where burt
4: reynolds is making a speech this is back when this movie came out and jackie gleason walks out in character Wearing the fucking <laughs> oh, cool. head up and is is the, is the sheriff instead of being Jackie Gleason,
3: it's it's really funny. Just totally in character. That's oh,
4: he's maybe there is a funnier antagonist like I, Alan Rickman. And I know this is going to fucking sound stupid to people. But Alan Rickman in Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves is about as funny of a, an antagonist as you can be. He's very very funny in that movie. I don't know if anyone's better than than Jackie Gleason in this film. I
3: mean, it's it the the comedy. Legend of Jackie Gleason is is hard to overstate. He is a he is a legitimate like pillar of modern comedy I'd say from the mid-century on the the on. um the, One. It's, Thank you. It's, yeah, That's I hot. wanted to make sure that Jimmy was on board <laughs> with what I was saying here um, but yeah that he has a presence that is somewhat unmatched by anyone else that has ever taken the screen and the fact that he basically brought that character to life almost from scratch it's just a testament to his, his ability to, to just create comedy.
4: Think about the end of this movie and the end of that pile of shit the goat made us, the tortured us with.
3: <laughs> think about that. Well, now you're being a little harsh.
4: Right. <laughs> well, they, not only does he reveal himself to uh, Buford T. Justice, but then they, they're in the Cadillac on their way to Boston for some clam chowder. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's really amazing. Just fantastic. Uh, what do you think there, Sweet Daddy James?
5: This is one of those movies that I actually shared with my father growing up. Oh, that's uh, good. I loved, I love this movie. I, I wish I should have, I probably should have watched it a second time because I just sat there, just filled with n- nostalgia, just smiling at the TV screen, not really taking in all the comedy. But I haven't watched it in such a long time. You
4: think if you showed it to your kids, things would have turned out better?
3: Uh, <laughs> this is. Do I'm you gonna, think there's still a chance to make them better? Yeah. Make sure they
4: stay awake tonight. We <laughs> <a time. laughs> <laughs> got those little clams that hold their fucking eyes open. <laughs> You're gonna watch this damn at all. <laughs>
2: Um, what'd you give it, tube? It's a four. Oh. It's, a, it's, a, it's a four. What? Four's not enough for you guys? I don't. I just All right. Don't know can I th- say this? I watched this after Hooper. Okay. Fair enough. It's ah, a four. Okay. And it's it's a, it's a huge recommend. It's a it, it goes back into the rotation. Go. What is the matter?
0: What? Four's so so quiet. Quiet. four's low. Four's I'm, low. For I'm you guys? smiling
2: and letting you make your okay. point in
3: justification of your score. It goes I not. into the
2: rotation. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a great high five. Let's all watch this together with my friend's movie. It's a four.
3: This is, for me, easily a four and a half way coming up on a five, depending on what year it is. I know we talk about every once in a while you. your rotation of fives changes from time to time, but this yeah. is a movie that I will never turn off if I find it at all. This is a movie that I will just think about wistfully every once in a while and go like, man, Smokey the Band, it's great. Just like, and that to me, like, it's in that upper echelon of movies that have been around for a long time. There are pieces of it that feel dated, but they're dated the same way that I am. So I'm right there with it. So <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm in the same exact age range as this movie. So I, I can't ever not recommend this movie to anyone who enjoys. If you like action movies, if you like comedy, if you like mm-hmm. wordplay, if you like car chase. I mean, the, the music cues. That come on when *Buford T. Justice* hits is- the screen are all so ominous, like monster movie yeah. kind of things. Just everything about this—the fact that that car gets, the cop car gets so beat up, and yet it's still going on until the very end. The characters of Big Earl and Little Earl are just like—I'm sorry—it's just they're just uh, so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's and Jerry jokes Reed, at their expense too. And Jerry Reed. Is a gem. Like he just—he makes this. I think his presence actually makes this movie because everybody else is just at full throttle, and he's almost there. Especially the sequences, I think, where he's in the cab by himself, yeah. talking to no one, and Fred, because he's just on. The,
4: by the way, Fred's at ten. Yeah, and they ripped that off in of Dukes of the Hazard too.
3: <laughs> and Then he Come ends on, up Fred. having to go get him out of the water. I love that Fred's <laughs> just swimming in the middle of the pond. Just the fact that they all of these characters know each other, and you don't need any backstory, any explanation as to why they all know each other. You just immediately get it. There's not a dull moment in here. And, you know, you give me a Trans Am driving through a kid's football game, I'm going to laugh my te- with my teeth feels out. Like, oh, so. a football game. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I... It's This is a easy, easy four and a half pushing toward a five.
4: I pay so much money to have Sally Field <laughs> feed my dog Just hang a out. hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so amazing. What do you think? Did you have me give it a good score?
5: Yeah, it's the easiest 4.5 I've ever given. I don't know how to give a five because I don't know what a perfect movie is, but it's it's uh, Austin Powers three Gold Member. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Good call. Michael
4: Caine's <laughs> finest performance. Tour de force. Yeah.
3: He hates the Dutch, I hear. <laughs>
4: I. Is that is that Austin Powers or is that Italian? That domestic? is the gold member. Yes, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, sorry.
3: Bears for all of us. Um, I got Jim though. Yeah, you he, did. You sent him oh, into the stratosphere. Yeah, it's bad.
4: It's real bad. Um, my biggest criticism of this movie, and it always has been since I've seen it, is. I don't believe everyone would know who the bandit is. <laughs> There's all these people that are like, I just committed a felony to make sure the bandit gets through <laughs> with the fucking Trans Am and the course. <laughs> like the funeral guys who so were like, We're the grave robbers. First yeah. Off, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my
3: favorite is the fact that when they cut to them, it's like, Yeah, that's the way to go. That's how I want to go out. Wait a minute. Hold on. The the band is coming through.
4: What about the old lady that smashes into a fucking car and she's like, oh, I didn't see you (laughs) You Got a bit of a fender bender up here. Oh. What about the hookers that are fucking the chief of police to make sure that Burt Reynolds gets through? (laughs) I don't care if you're the governor of Texas. You're making a big mistake. he's having his son arrest people, and his son is not. He's wearing a fucking tuxedo. Um, That is my biggest problem. Then I realize I like all that stuff, and it makes me laugh. I, as we sit here tonight, I'm giving this movie a 5. Okay, and the right reason on. I can I, I don't know how I could give it anything less. I subscribe to what Goat is saying, there's times when Jurassic Park floats up to a 5 and then it floats back down to a 4.5 and that may happen with uh, Smokey and the Bandit, but watching it again, I was it makes me so fucking happy and I just don't know I don't know what could be better about it, so that's got to be for it's perfect. That's why that it's thing. so worth revisiting stuff yeah. all
3: the time. Yeah, it's a 5.
4: That might be the first five I've given out on here.
3: I believe it is. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's not so a. So this official incarnation, at Scrooge? Did we officially. Nah, we didn't officially review okay. Scrooge, I don't think.
4: For Christmas movies, It's a Wonderful Life is a five for me. I
2: don't know that anything else is. I'll revisit Home it. Home Alone's a five for me. I like mm. Home Alone 2 better than Home Alone. Home Alone's like my desert island. Tim Curry factor, yeah. man.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I just watched Home Alone 2, by the way.
4: fucking wife came downstairs. I'm wearing my big giant hat that my brother gave me. And I'm sitting there watching Home Alone 2 in fucking March. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you realize that's April, right? <laughs> I just want to go to that fucking toy store and sleep where the bandits are so I can just get back out and rob everybody. Uh, five. So. Man, that was awesome. I'm, I'm really glad we got a chance to watch that. Yeah, too. I'm glad I finally got to cross that one off. Yeah. And I'm excited we talk about Hooper next. Hell yeah. Great. Imagine, though, if you have like a movie that you love, and they're like, we're going to make pretty much the same movie, but now it's rated R. I mean, how happy with that fucking... <laughs>
3: <laughs> and with a... Slightly more convoluted narrative. Oh, I'll say. Yeah. I'm not
4: saying it's better, but I'm just saying that thought process yeah. would be just absolutely. We're going to make Goonies, but now it's rated R with hits, And let's, yeah, <laughs> let's drop some
3: steroids in there. Yeah, yeah. All, all
4: kinds of crazy uh, fucking shit. Oh, by the way, and also we're going to sex Sally Field up the the, the the fuck out of this whole thing. Yeah. Uh. Walk around with a Rager. All right. Um, you guys want to piss? Yes, please. All, all right. right. Let me find, hold on. Don't go anywhere. You got to find the thing.
3: I mean, yeah, we have to have the official send off.
4: I mean, I have so many things to go. Is this it? I got all this paella. I don't think
3: that's it. No, unfortunately, that's not it.
4: (laughs) You lied! Is that it? You're a fucking liar! Shut up! That's not it either. Just give me one second.
1: Everyone mark your calendars now as Commonwealth Dry Goods and The Chad Duke Show have a big week for you to be a part of. On Thursday, April 27th, it's the Return of the Rodcast with Big Shooter, Othello BT, and Handsome Matty Tubestakes. On Friday, April 29th, we are having the third installment of The Chad Duke Show Short Story Contest with the Friday Night Hootenanny at 7pm. And on Saturday, April 29th, Commonwealth Dry Goods will be celebrating their five-year anniversary at the store. So stop on by for some of the great new items available.
3: Hi, this is your pal, Loud Goat, noted me TV enthusiast. Uh, you know, when I'm not watching a uh, old Perry Mason rerun uh, or a marathon thereof, I'm uh, listening to the Chad Duke Show, and this week specifically, he's talking to the entire Broken Lizard crew, and the Broken Lizard takeover continues. Uh, this time, it's a little bit different because it's during our customary piss break on the Fortress Film Society, where normally you'd just be forced to sit there with your thumb in an uncomfortable location waiting for us to come back. But this time you have the pleasure of listening to an interview with the great Kevin Heffernan as he's here to promote Quasi debuting today of all days, the 20th of April on Hulu. And if you uh, stick around and uh, you know, why wouldn't you? You can hear me basically derail the entire show by taking needless shots at Time Cop and just hurting everyone's feelings. Oh yeah,
2: yes.
1: The best barbecue in Virginia can only be found at Monk's Barbecue in Perceville, Virginia. Check them out at Monk's BBQ on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and at Monk'sQ.com. We all got
4: broken lizard takeover continues on the chat Duke show all week long we've been blessed enough to have all five members of broken lizard on the program to promote their brand new film Quasi, I've seen this film. It is riotously funny, and I, my next guest, I've, I've been, I've been heaping praise on all these guys because they all do such a great job. But not only was he playing dual roles on the screen with himself, but he directed the film. April twentieth, Thursday, you can watch it on Hulu. The great Kevin Heffernan is on the Monk's Barbecue Hotline. Kevin, yes. great to talk to you, brother. How are
6: you? Thank you. Good to talk to you again, my man. Like,
4: I want to apologize because you did something that was so uh, nice and so generous. I used to do a podcast out in the shittiest building in all of Manassas, <laughs> Virginia, and uh, you were doing comedy with Steve at the Arlington Cinema Draft House. We all went out and saw you. It was a hilarious show. Um, but you came in studio with us, even though I- I'm not kidding you, there, were, there might have been dead bodies. In that building, um, and I always wanted to a apologize for the condition and b say thank you one more time for that.
6: No, thank you. I mean, I I do remember that. I think we were out in the woods somewhere, weren't we? <laughs> I mean, in, like not- Virginia. <laughs> Virginia Woods somewhere, I thought it
4: was. It was very Virginia-y, and it was very <laughs> Prince William County-ish, so one last time I'd like to say I'm sorry. Um, dude, I have I told the other guys this. I, I'm so excited to tell you, uh, especially since you directed it. This movie's hilarious. Um, I know how much you guys revere Monty Python, and it's it's clear that like you wanted to do something in that vein, but this is also very uniquely Broken Lizard. Um, I... You know, I hope you're as satisfied with it as I was as a fan of all of your films watching it. I think people are going to absolutely love it.
6: No, I totally am. I mean, it it was a blast because we did kind of go back to the well of being a sketch comedy group. We did like silly wigs and silly accents, and we played multiple characters, and and it's kind of the thing we always wanted to do, but we never really able anyone, uh, no one ever allowed us to do it. Well, after Super Troopers two, you know, we got a little momentum, and so they let us make a movie like this, which is unusual. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know playing you know uh, a movie with we we're playing multiple parts and we're doing accents and it's a period piece you know uh it's hard to get the the chance to do that so I think you know we tried to make the most of it
4: I've been trying not to spoil you know, high spots, and you know, there's there's great moments, and there's really there's over the top stuff that happens, there's plot twists, but there's a really there's a clever moment in this movie that I wanted to make sure I, I complimented you on, where one of your characters is pointing at the stage, and you say, "Do you see me on that stage yet?" And then your other character walks out onto the stage, and I, I, did, I thought that was masterful. I, I hope people pick up on that when they watch it.
6: No, we, we uh, you know we we screened it last night in Boston uh, for one of the first times for a crowd, and they actually that line got a nice big laugh. Oh, so I was, I was happy to see the people appreciate it the same way you did.
4: <laughs> did did they also laugh at god is not in there my friend you, you're you're the, the right-hand man of the pope has so many great just like not the pope excuse me the king has so many great just jabs and and tags on the end of other lines he's threatening when jay's threatening to kill his wife i think you say she's a goner or she's history and that's just yeah there are a lot of additional chuckles with how many rabbit punches you threw
6: yeah, it's nice to be the the uh, the sidekick wise guy. It was the Christopher Guest character from Princess Bride, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where he's just being a wise ass, and that whole scene where you know Lemmy's character looking at. Uh, 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 dirty pictures of the Pope, and you know that that whole stuff. I, we, it was hard to keep a straight face while we were shooting that stuff.
4: She's done for, is what you said. And I, I,
6: yeah, I, she's done for. <laughs> I
4: larfed, <laughs> and laughed at that. Um, how, how difficult? I mean, I mean, actors do it all the time. But when you're on, you've played multiple at beer fest, most notably, of course. you It's not like you haven't played multiple characters before. But interacting with each other and the body doubles and the wardrobe, like blocking that out. How how difficult is that when you're
6: making the film? Uh, it was kind of it was kind of weird because you know you're in a situation where I realize there are times where I'm sitting there, I'm acting against myself as a different character but I'm also directing both of me, <laughs> you know, and it like tur- totally turns your head around. And luckily, you know, the other guys are there, kind of helping you know you know keep things on track. But you know that was the weird part. Like it wasn't so much much acting against each other, but like directing both, <laughs> yeah, both sides, you know. And then the weird thing is that you don't realize that. You, all that stuff you get to shoot the scenes completely twice, uh, which you know slows everything down. So it takes a little bit of, of coordinating not to not to mess up your day, but uh, and, yeah. and changing costumes and stuff like that, you know. But it was fun. I mean, I, I would do it again in a heartbeat.
4: There's a scene in this film, and I've been doing everything I can not to spoil it because to say it's shocking, I don't think does the film <laughs> justice. But one of your characters is being tortured out in front of everybody in the audience um i just would is there any way you can kind of at least take me through did you float that idea and then when you're coming up with the prosthesis and just when you're fleshing that out and it goes into the script and then you have to speak like i'm assuming to a props guy what is that journey like
6: those are the silly things i mean i i without giving anything away i could say you know it's a it is a bit with a scrotum (laughs) and uh and, uh, you know, those are the silly things. We talk about it, you know. Uh, you write these things in the script, and you don't really think what it means when you are actually end up shooting it. You know, like, I know you like Club Dread. It's like, yeah. you know, we wrote uh, yeah. a, a Pac-Man maze, and then all of a sudden these, you know, 15 dudes are building it. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's that kind of thing, where all of a sudden you're in these meetings with 30 people describing how you want the scrotum, and it needs a little more hair, and a little more wrinkles, you know. It's like... It's ridiculous, and so we went to shoot the scene. And the funny thing was, um, the studio, the presidents of the movie studio, were going to visit the set one day, and oh, they God. picked that day. And we looked on the schedule, and we we're like, "Oh, what do we shooting today?" And it was like, "Oh shit, we're shooting this photo <laughs> scene." <laughs> and the funny thing was, we thought they were going to pull the plug on us, you know. And uh, the funny thing was, we looked over between takes, and the two presidents of the movie studio were standing there in suits. They've got one of the extra scrotums in their hands. Get out of here. And they're draping them over their shoulders and like taking selfies of themselves with it, and laughing.
4: <laughs> you know, i mean dude i don't i mean i hate to hit you up and put you on the uh the fucking hot seat here but i've been begging jay for one of the coconut pete records for 10 years how do i get my hands on one of them scrotums dude can we make that happen anyway
6: <laughs> i think those i think the president stole them you know Damn it.
0: You, always, you
4: always hear about ryan reynolds he wants to take the deadpool suit home with him and they're like hey it's four hundred thousand dollars so then he leaves it there but those scrotums, I, a couple hundred bucks at least. I definitely would throw in for that. Um, yeah,
6: somebody somebody took those home. Somebody has some nice scrotums at home.
4: Kevin, I don't. <laughs> isolate that, please. I don't. Uh, I don't want to just say I like Club Dread. I also another thing I have to thank you for is I remember you actually dug into your notes and pulled out the original lyrics to Naughty Cow and Ponytails and Cocktails and all of the just um, Pina Colada Berg I mean those I gotta say to you man those are fantastic songs like I know that's supposed to be funny and wacky but not only do they sound like they could be Jimmy Buffett songs they're completely fucked up so they sound like Broken Lizard songs and then they're perfect for Paxton to sing in that role Uh, that that little LP or is it EP or LP that little record you guys released with all five of those songs on it I was like, this is just some really good songwriting. And I know you incorporate, you know, Cracklin' Bacon, you you incorporate music into your movies a lot. I don't know if a musical album makes sense, but if you're paying homage to people, I, it, would, it would seem to me that you guys are certainly capable of that.
6: No, I mean, that's one of the best memories I had was, it was me and Soder and then our composer who, you know, wrote a lot of the music and then uh, Bill Paxson just in a recording studio just doing these songs. It was such a blast. And then... You know the the insult was they put the um, they put the soundtrack album out for that thing, and they didn't put the songs on that. Yeah, and we're like, what the? What are you guys talking about? And like, oh well, we just got it done before you got your songs, done. like, these are the best part of the whole thing, you know. So I, I love that people love love them, and I know that you 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 have a band where you play some yeah. of those songs, right? I play
4: I play all <laughs> of them, and then we wrote uh, this is embarrassing, but then we wrote three albums worth of songs that weren't just. They they were supposed to be extensions of the universe you created. <laughs> so they were originals, but they were they were written in the voice of Coconut Pete. And of course I portray Coconut Dukes, the lead singers. And then all of our bands mates, we dressed up as characters from the goddamn Pac-Man maze that you were just it's referencing. Hysterical. Yeah, and all comes. Sure. And we played the nine thirty club, sure. which by the way is is not a small deal. So I hope you I hope we made you <laughs> proud there. Um the the movie's fantastic. You directing. I, I know that uh, we don't have you forever, but how does it come about? Because I've talked to you before about Slam and Salmon. and it's one of my favorite comedies yeah. of all time. Not just one of my favorite Broken Lizard oh, thank movies. You. Yeah, <laughs> Jay's a fabulous director too. How w- w- how does that decision making happen? Where you guys decide who's going to take the stick? It's
6: kind of weird. It's like this movie. Um, it was just a timing thing. Like, Lemmy and I wrote a couple the, the dra- a few of the drafts of the first script before everyone kind of jumped in. So it was a little bit kind of in our lap and then we kind of pushed the ball on it. And Jay, um, right when the window happened where we were able to shoot, it was, it was between two seasons of our show Tacoma, And then we had this window and Jay was directing a movie called Easter Sunday at the time of Joe Coy. And so, yeah, so we, um, it just kind of worked out and he and this window happened and jay was like well do you want to do it and i said absolutely yeah, i'll do it so it kind of just worked out timing wise that i directed it it's so
4: funny uh when is tacoma coming back by the way everybody loves that show
6: yeah well we just finished uh, we just finished editing the the new season so season four and um uh we did 13 episodes that we shot and have now edited and it's going to come out this summer they haven't told us the date yet but sometime this summer they're going to start airing the 13 episodes so. Dude, is,
4: is that the third season fourth fourth dude that's fourth. That's, yeah. that's so rare man that's so awesome i'm so happy for you guys i mean for a show to survive just for a pilot to get picked up is so unbelievably difficult and then to multiple seasons and renewal are you getting any syndication out of that at some point
6: yeah i mean it's pretty stunning and i yeah we we've uh we do we've done 50 episodes now so i think wow. we can get some sort of a syndication like the rules have all changed now but i mean it really kind of has been nice that we made the mark and i think it's just you know we're flying under the radar screen of that network. <laughs> yeah, I, I got and, you. we making it. You know?
4: Everybody that I've spoken to, even people that aren't as into the – I'm too into the movies, that they still find it to be hilarious. So I'm, I'm very happy for you with that as well. Quasi's so cool. Um, It's really funny. Uh, you're going to d- dig it tape to tape. It's on Hulu, April 20th. The one last thing, Kev, is that – comedy has changed so differently and i feel like probably your and my taste in comedy hasn't changed all that much in the past 25 years but everybody else's has is it more difficult to make a really funny over the top movie in 2023 i imagine it is
6: there are are parts of it you have to have different conversations you know the funny thing was i don't know if anyone else talked about this but we wrote this movie 20 years ago Mm. so there were some jokes and things that you know probably were inappropriate today and that we had to shift out of there but uh You know, it still just comes down to the five of us making each other laugh, and and as long as we can do that, we think other people will laugh. So,
4: a lot of plot twists and turns you don't expect to see coming. A lot of character development. I mean, it's just and on top of it, it, it's riotously funny the entire time, and it feels different but also very comfortable with all you guys working together. Um, Huge fan, as you know, Kevin. Thank you so much for always being so cool, and I know all my listeners are gonna go check out this movie. It's fantastic. Thanks, Chad. I appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, man. Of course, the great Kevin Heffernan, everybody on the Chad Duke Show.
1: If you're interested in buying or selling a home, there's only one person you should call, and that's Joe Azer. You can reach him at 571 989
4: 2937. That's 571 989 Azer.
0: Enjoy.
4: Take your time. <sighs> Nothing but <a> time. <clears throat> oh, thank you too. Oh, I could do some, Jester can do some drinking while you guys are eating your pizza. Oh. Like to thank Orgy Beer for not only bringing in some Zah, but also bringing in some beautiful bottles of American Ace Bourbon. It goes down smooth. Available at Flying Ace Farm. There's only one problem with it.
0: That's oh dumb. no! <laughs> All right. <clears throat>
3: Is that cask or regular? I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. There's nothing that I've consumed today that should be causing this. I so. was just thinking, was that actual commentary? Or was it, goes down smooth, comes out smooth. It's just, you'll be you'll be fine forever. Sounds like uh, one of the, the, the bandit trans- transitions from gravel
4: onto the main road. They spend very little time on highways needing to travel to so many uh, miles back. From. It, it's such a fine-tuned automobile as well. Can I just take one last moment to say... The the effort to write two different versions of Eastbound and Down,
3: one for when you're headed to Texas, yeah, one's westbound westbound and down, and the
4: one where you're fucking coming back. Mm -hmm. Holy
3: shit! And he's not Hank Snow's brother. That's a great, great
4: gag. And then there's a little bit of a moment, a a little, uh, hey, get off your high horse fucking Miss Musical Theater where he's like, you know who Richard Petty is, Waylon Jennings. It's actually, that is a really- A a great lesson to be taught.
3: Yeah. A really, you know, it depends on where you are and what you know that determines whether you're dumb.
4: All right, go. Well, yeah, well, it's true. If you think Austin Powers, I've milked that cow way too much. (laughs) Go enjoy your pizza. We're going to do some drinking over here. All right. uh, Uh, Did
3: you also see what else Orgy brought in? What? Um, pizza. The, we had. To, we're having yeah, pizza. There, there are also. Um, what? There are also donuts. What? Oh no. Archie!
4: for fuck's sake! Trying to stay on the straight, well, the narrow. <laughs>
3: trying to at least approach the narrow. If
4: Burt Reynolds, if I watch another movie with Burt Reynolds where he's in his briefs trying to make us think he's fat, are you fucking kidding right. me? <laughs> I
3: was so triggered. That's the worst part of the beginning of Smoking <laughs> the Bandit too. There. Like, he's so out of shape. Oh, he's old and washed up. What the? This is the most handsome
4: man that's ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking not... Dotson's really taking advantage of this. Enjoy your pizza, Dottie. Take there your you time. Do. Take your time for God's sake. All right. You ready to do some drinking, Jim Daddy? Let's do that. I'll tell you what. You already know who the gentleman is that donated Bobby Double Bobby. L. <laughs> he wants to make sure we keep doing the show. None of these... None of them... No one else does. I guess Gary. Well, we just spent $300 on the shit to bring up here. I mean... <laughs>
0: Oh, boy, I got a bottle of Blantons
4: from Sean. I think Foots would like us all to die. Um, <laughs> all right, very good. Well, that's been true forever, though, That's hasn't a great it? point. Yeah, I mean, that's that's him, not news. Him and Kevin Smith just sit in the back of the room talking under their breath about how they want us all to just fucking die. Um, Jester, if you don't mind, Bobby Double L, uh, incredibly generous. You'll owe him two. Let's let uh, let's knock out the first one if God is ready to yes. set you off. Me, there, boy. Perfect. Perfect. Need our weekly dose of Nino... Man, just going down pretty easy, huh? Feeling yeah, good? they are. Smooth. Smooth. Just like a silica. Oh.
0: Not smooth. I take it back. <laughs> All right,
4: so next week, technically all we have is uh Cannonball Run and uh That and Rising Sun. That was Red Sun. What did I say? Rising Sun. Let's watch Rising Sun too. I, <laughs> with Sean I, Connery I and Wesley in? Snipes. Fantastic movie. Based on a book, by the way, by who? Ooh. Oh, I imagine Kevin Smith knows. Does Kevin Smith know? Orgy you know? What?
0: James
3: Clavell. Maybe we're not James on the
4: same. Clavicle? Look that up. I don't think that's it. I
3: don't I don't know. I'll look it up. What were you gonna say? I was, was is it Michael Crichton? Yeah,
4: it's Michael Crichton. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what, Orgy? You brought a lot of food, I'm gonna let it fucking slide. Alright? <laughs> but if it was anybody else, if it was anybody else, I'm dragging that theme over and delete and I'm letting it sit there in the trash can for a week.
3: James Cavell, the author of *Shogun*,
4: ah,
0: notable
3: notable TV miniseries. We're back talking in about *The Rising
4: Day. Sun*. Nice. That nice. is a uh, a sex thriller with. Uh, oh, you know who else is in it? Fucking Shang Tsung is in that goddamn movie. <laughs> oh, really, Hideo, How do you say his name? Um, uh, to-, 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 to walk, to- I-, I always fuck his last name up. His face can do more shit than Jim Carrey's face
3: can do. He does, it is impressive. Well, your soul is mine. It's a he fucking... emotes fully. What
4: fucking... Hiroyuki Tagawa. Man, I follow him on Twitter. I tweet him every once in a while. I'm like, hey, man, you're the best. And he never answers. Uh, <laughs> just just like put out pictures of, of his facial expressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: like, yeah, just yeah. Every... Like, hey, man,
2: like you're you're really good in this. And he's like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> can we do, Um, we talked about it off air last last week. Can we do Jacob's Ladder? Is that, a, is that the, the one with the dick? The one with the dick. Oh, no, that's a. <laughs> <laughs> that's
4: a what? That's crying game. My bad. Oh, yeah. well, we did talk about that off <laughs> yeah, yeah, there as well last thought, week. Yes. Jacob's
2: Ladder is Tim Robbins. Right, but that's a bummer, isn't it?
4: Well, I mean, if you want to. It's a to little this.
2: darker. But If you want to, that's fine. We haven't done a bummer in, like, a week, dude. Come on.
4: Yeah. <laughs> At least it's a full episode. I not,
2: yeah, I haven't seen Jacob's Ladder. I Latter. was very surprised to hear that neither of you had seen Jacob's yeah. Ladder. So if we're and doing Cannonball Run, we should do Jacob's Ladder. That's All right. A, that's a great one to talk about. All right. Uh, you've seen it? Yeah. Okay. Seen it I'm going to watch Jacob's Ladder it's before awesome. Cannonball Run. Yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. a yeah. good move. The watch cleanser. Jacob's Ladder in the evening, right before bed, because you're not going to want to do much i'm always i always worry that when i watch jacob's
4: letter it's gonna knock my score from cannibal run down a couple of <laughs> points that's always that i <laughs> worry about um all right boys i believe it is time for us to discuss uh Hoopa! full throttle which is um I, is it the follow-up i don't even it's a year later after smoky and the band it's the right? second movie it,
3: they made yeah it's a spiritual uh, successor, I would say.
4: Slightly different plot. Uh, Burt Reynolds is a stunt man, so he does more than just drive cars, but there is a, very much like the mechanic, and in fact exactly like mm-hmm. the mechanic, the same fucking dude shows up uh, to, I guess, be the heir apparent. He's the new young upstart. Yeah. New uh, young blood, just like uh, Timothy Van Patten in Master Ninja of course,
0: <laughs> I've talked
4: about many times leaving Cleef. Um... Yeah, so this movie came a year after. I would assume it's because Smokey the Man, it made a gigantic pile of money, and they're like, let's just make another one, to the extent where there might be an even cooler Trans Am in this fucking uh, movie, because it's red, and there's a giant rocket that's attached to it, (laughs) which they used to evade the police at one point. Um, Not as well received. I didn't uh, give out the uh, scores for uh, The Bandit, but both critics and... um, What is it? The audience? Mm -hmm. They love that movie. Bandit, not so much. I mean, excuse me. uh, Hooper, not so much. uh, 63% and 60% from the audience. So still certified fresh. And Mm -hmm. I think it made somewhere in the $80 million. Okay. That's that's bullshit. Still a massive hit, though, for 1978. This is the year I was born. Hour and 40 minutes. Same director. A lot of the same cast. Burt Reynolds, uh, Sally Field. And then um, the big moment for me was having no file on this movie. Is that um James Best yeah. you know, is fucking Roscoe yep. P. Coltrane, is wearing a jean jacket and a cowboy hat and is plays the snowman character in this
3: he, one. He's tremendous. And it's one of those he's one of those guys that when you as if you're like me and you start watching a lot of old television, yeah. he shows up, his his list of credits is way longer than someone you might expect if you only know him as Roscoe P. Coltrane. If you only know him from the Dukes of Hazard, he's generally always got that same accent I mean that's his voice sure. but he plays um some very uh malevolent characters over the course of of his career as well which is kind of intriguing that he has that range because you're used to him just being kind of the goofy <laughs> yeah and and even in this he's kind of being a friendlier Roscoe in some respects but he's uh, a little more pop culture reference well, in this He really one, was
4: okay with being typecast and then just going right to Dukes of Hazard too, after this. Um, John Marley is also in this, and if you don't know who that is, he's, she was young, she because, was innocent. Yes, she didn't. was the greatest piece of <laughs> ass I ever had. And every time he speaks, that's all I can that's think about. all you hear. Now you get
3: the hell out of here! Yep. He's on at least a couple episodes of Twilight Zone, and it's the same deal. You go like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. I know you ain't no band leader. Wait a second. Yeah,
4: he was the judge, uh, the uh, director in... Uh, Godfather. Um, the first thought I had about this movie, the amount of drinking and driving that happens. Oh in this yeah, fucking movie, my goodness, fantastic.
3: I mean, just people. He lied when he said he called their mother <laughs> and said they were going to pick
4: him up. <laughs> I couldn't believe that cop bought that. <laughs> uh But then the the fucking batshit crazy scene in like the first twenty minutes, where all they're doing some stuntman driving, and they're in the middle of the highway, mm-hmm. of another, going back and forth on the lanes, jumping in and out of cars, and handing people beers. That was a fucking... The coolest cars, by the way. All these movies have cool cars, I think, are in this movie. Okay. There were so many awesome fucking vehicles. So many El Caminos. And somebody <laughs> yeah. was driving a brat. A
3: Subaru brat. Dude, yes. I couldn't believe
4: that. <laughs> a friend of mine, when I was a little kid, their parents had a Subaru brat. We would drive around same. the fucking neighborhood in the, in the bed of that fucking thing, which was amazing. Um, this movie is tough because it is lesser than Smokey and the Bandit, mm-hmm. but it has so much of the same shit that I really, really, really liked it. And... Um, there's a scene where they're giving the uptight director a present, and it's just a woman with enormous tits.
3: <laughs>
4: and it's like the-
2: Morgana the kissing bandit or something. Yeah,
4: There's no fucking reason I at actually, all for that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I had to rewind. All- Wait, did that go anywhere? No. no! <laughs> it's just to make him uncomfortable in front of, of everybody. Like a couple other yeah. times, just to be sure.
0: <laughs>
4: Freeze to go frame by frame yeah. through that whole thing. She was a gifted woman, that woman. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of that scene in uh, Under Siege, of course. Oh, yeah, I mean, cake, I don't know what you're talking about. How many about? times have we all pause that?
3: I think what your 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 point about it is very welcome. I look at it kind of like in Caddyshack. Okay. It's kind of in that same vein where this movie, the entire narrative structure of this movie exists solely to get from one, like, either fight scene or stunt scene or action scene or big gag to to the other the story itself is almost inconsequential where in smoky and the bandit you're invested in them making it to the finish line in this one you're like well that just looks like these are a bunch of people having a whole lot of fun (laughs) and then they try to get some drama in there towards the i guess the last third where the doctor kind of indicates hey father time's creeping up on you like a random stroke oh yeah like her sally field's dad brian keith who is also a gem um he he has a stroke and it's kind of like oh mortality is a thing and it's like because a lot of these people at this point in time at least the characters are living like there's you know no reason to be concerned so it's it's that's kind of the the movie itself doesn't have that same drive but the action and the gags are so much bigger
4: terry bradshaw's in this film uh adam west is in this film playing adam west (laughs) yes which is great (laughs) yeah um there's just there's help a, mr west down the stairs <laughs> the scene where he's got the dog and like adam great job he does nothing like they just and then <laughs> he leans forward half an inch it's and then, like, then burt reynolds has to like jump off of, and they want to kill the dog and he's got to save the dog um it was so much fun and there's so much ridiculous there is a bar fight in this movie if you haven't watched it which happens for no reason um and then all, they let these guys fight and ruin the bar and destroy the entire infrastructure and then an army of bouncers come out and then they decide the only way to stop the fight is to throw them out their own bay window, To
3: break more stuff, yeah.
4: <laughs> and then fucking, what's his name, uh, 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 Sally Field's dad, throws himself out the window because he's like, mm-hmm. I know how to get thrown yeah. out of a bar.
2: Um, man, there's, I don't know, there's a lot to like about this movie. This movie was a fucking blast. It's so I much mean, fun. I that was this was a, I can't believe I wasn't aware of this movie until like, McNair told me about it at a bar one time. It it should be celebrated. Yeah. It should be much bigger than it is because jaw was on the floor for most of it. I mean, the stunt work is fucking amazing as the best stunts of at all uh, out of all the movies that we watched. And that's why I think goats movie got fucked is because the last
4: 10 minutes of the 15 minutes of this movie is so bad shit. I mean, how many explosions they're they're blowing up buildings. I mean, they blew up buildings. They blew up bridges. And I, I know it wasn't one shot like it was shot in the movie, but it, close enough for me
3: well and you know what he what the director says as they're coming it's like well we can't rebuild this stack so you gotta get it yeah it's like um, yeah they couldn't rebuild the stack so they had
2: to get it. the smokestack
1: falls an inch behind that i was
2: such a sucker for that too where it's the the you know behind the scenes in the movie of them making the movie and god damn it dude i i fucking love this movie this is gonna be I'm gonna revisit this all the time. I I, I bought the Blu-ray. Did you really? Yeah, I bought the Blu-ray the, the Blu-ray. the second, <laughs> the
4: second. Maybe shoot could get a Blu-ray copy of it. What do you think? Stay
2: tuned. Well, I
4: spoiled it. The part about this, too, is that Jan Michael Vincent, like whatever this role is, there's a reason why he was this in The Mechanic, too. (laughs) It's the role he was born to play. He plays it really well. He's tremendously handsome. And and this one, though, he's he's less of a a threat, I felt like. They kind of wrote him with a little bit more respect.
3: He he ends up definitely becoming almost the apprentice, and at the end, he's actually uh, close to being the voice of reason. Yeah. uh, Where you kind of go, Oh, I I almost thought he was going to talk him out of that.
4: I did feel bad that nobody in uh hooper's life had that nobody would say don't do this you're good except for sally field Yeah. other you're, you're than gonna... was it was a gwen yeah you, i mean everybody eventually even uh the director from the godfather comes back and goes oh you gotta do this i'll be yeah. right out i don't want to go back to selling shit door to door
3: because yeah, he goes <laughs> straight from like no man's life is worth a shot on film yeah. and then he goes oh wait what uh, okay
4: <laughs> yeah and then he gets the big punch out at the end um I did a deep dive on this Trans Am because I uh, was drunk when I watched this and I wanted to <laughs> own the Trans Am. So <laughs> there, it was in... One of them sold at auction. Mm-hmm. And a lot, a lot of stuff has happened... Burt Reynolds, unfortunately, when he passed away, I think he was in an, an enormous amount of debt or had like blew off all of his money. So yeah. a lot of his shit got gobbled up by people that are nefarious. There was a Trans Am they used when they shot this that was in a car museum in Georgia. And I was all drunk, so I'm like, I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to drive down there. We're right going now. right and now. When it opens, I'll be there and I'll go right in and I'll take a picture and I'll send it to Tube and I'll send it to Goat and they'll be very jealous. <laughs> I went to the place's Facebook page to see when their hours were, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. And the last post they had was the owner had died. The wife did not care for the car museum, oh. so she wasn't going to keep it going. And oh. like somebody that wrote the post is pissed. Is pissed about this. Oh, so he's kind of trashing her. in the po- I invite everyone to do this. By the way, it was very entertaining. <laughs>
3: uh, what era was this uh, era. post? Uh, very recently, 2022, okay. I believe. Because I expected your your next would be, and it was posted in 2015. Uh, I,
4: they're usually on those
3: dead Facebooks. But no, no, this was very recently. So I, I would solicit
4: this to anyone listening. If anyone can find where a Hooper Trans Am is, because there's fucking <laughs> smoking the band of Trans Ams everywhere. Like you can find them and mm-hmm. see them. I would love to see that fucking car. Uh, Did it was you trade gorgeous. the solstice for it? Yes. Yeah. yes. I almost bought... So, a little quick side story. I apologize, but uh, you're not going to believe this. Uh, one of the times I was watching Smoking the Bandit, I was drunk. And no. I went online, and you can actually Google. There's a whole community where they buy and sell and trade Bandit Trans Am. Okay. Like, like the DeLoreans? Yeah. yeah I found one. That one that was used in the movie, but it was one that was in very good condition, and it was $33,000, which is an incredible price for one of those Yeah. Things. It was in sure. Detroit. And I put down the down payment on it, and I fucking, I, I, woke, oh. I went upstairs and I woke up my chick and I was like, look, tomorrow I'm leaving at 6 a.m. and here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna fucking, I'm flying out there and then I'm gonna drive this thing back so I'm not gonna be back for a couple of days oh and my if, God. if it breaks down, and then she's like, okay, that's fine. Okay, you do that. <laughs> and then I woke up the next morning and I was like, Aah! and I looked out at my bank account and it said I'd sent $5,000 to some <laughs> asshole and I had to figure that out. And I got most of it back.
3: Well, all right then. Oh, Lesson learned. Man. Or was it? I don't know. Maybe one day. It seems kind of ridiculous. I time. do appreciate that she was like, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever
2: you say, drunk man. She's was, used to this kind of... Yeah. Was this a bourbon night or a beer night?
4: It was a bourbon night. Okay, yeah. I was banging around downstairs for fucking four hours, <laughs> hooting and hollering. Try, trying to
2: find the root of the, these situations.
4: <laughs> a lot of times, if it's bad enough, she goes into the guest room, locks the door, and I know, mm. okay, I can't go tell her my plans. Oh, no. Okay. But well, well, I like to make plans at night. Well,
3: then she has plausible you deniability. You do like making plans yeah. at well, night, I mean, brother. I mean, holy shit. You
4: guys get as many texts. Yes. Else. We're fucking
2: going out to Vegas and we're going to recreate 3,000 miles to Graceland. We're going to find every shot. I started going to bed an hour early just in general.
3: <laughs> you know, I never used to put Do Not Disturb on at uh, night. <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's
4: on airplane mode again, these motherfuckers. Then I pass out Googling your addresses to drive and tell you this.
3: Where are you? I'm out front. we just throwing g- rocks up at the it's fucking like, window.
0: God, God damn it.
3: Go. We're going to Fargo. All right.
4: I found the house where they put the fucking Chipper Shredder at the back.
3: All right, I can't say no to you. All right, let's go.
2: I think Tube would do that one. I think the Yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty fucking cool. What did
4: you think of that movie?
3: I I really enjoyed it. I, I do think, like as you said, it's, it is, it's not as good of a movie as Smokey and the Bandit, but there are moments that are just so much turned up to eleven. One um one thing that stood out to me the palomino club very much reminded me of the backstage areas at wrestling matches that are falls count anywhere where it was definitely set up as a stunt place like all of the chairs were throw out of the weighable and like you could the the walls only went up about seven or eight feet (laughs) there was just nothingness above them like are there is this supposed to be like a backstage set themed bar The other thing that bummed me out was they had pinball machines outside. Mm. I saw that. That really (laughs) made me sad. Well, that's true. I guess there's not too much chance of rain, but it's also, oh, it made me sad.
2: This whole movie is just like a playground for the cast members and the stuntmen. And I I really love that. We're just, anytime we got into a scene, I'm like, all right, what what fun shit's going to happen here? Did you guys Google the Palomino Club? I did not. It's real. Um, It existed for
4: five decades in Los Angeles. Wow. the biggest country music bar. It closed in 1995. Wow, on a bummer. Yeah, So that was a real a real spot they shot in. <laughs> I the, to to that the
3: one musician is like, stick around, get drunk, and be somebody. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> like, torn a treadmill. Just try, to, just try to be somebody. And, the, all, and all of the the Adam West stuff. <laughs> it reminded me of that one Looney Tunes cartoon where the guy goes, "Cut, bring in the double," and it's just like just the worst possible yeah. shit that happens to him. It's like that made me happy. Um This was made. Like you said, it was after Smoking the Bandit, and it was kind of at the, I don't want to say the, the top of, of one of one of uh, Burt Reynolds' pet projects, I guess you could say, is a raising awareness of stunt people. Okay. And him and Hal Needham specifically as a tag team for that. They wanted to make sure, because at that point, they were kind of, I would say they were almost um, disposable. They were very much underappreciated, yeah. certainly in the public eye. They were one of those things that like you go, oh, well, this happens in a movie, blah. But it's like, no, 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 these people are putting their lives on the line. And so they gave them that spotlight. And at the end, they put all of the logos up for the stunt people's unions that's and things awesome. like that, which was very cool. And this was kind of, I guess, in, in a lot of ways, the at least for me, these movies were my first real awareness that they were real people that were doing these things instead of just, oh, it's a dummy or whatever. So that's kind of a, a big moment and a... And a a plus for this movie as well. The
4: the to that to, to what you were saying the um, the scene in the middle where there's just some stunt person jamboree and they're just wrecking cars and riding horses and getting thrown yeah. through windows that was so fucking cool. Like they, I, I wish. Do you think they did stuff like that? That would be so much fun to go to as a kid or a drunk adult. Was, I would <laughs>
2: think so. <laughs> well, I do like and the, the uh, oh, they do it at Disney World. They've yeah. got the Indiana Jones thing there.
4: Yeah, but it's not. Is it like? What that was? It was that's just very, very controlled.
3: Yeah. This was a little more, a little more freeform. It was almost like an air show. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Well, One, the announcer, even to that point, the announcer goes like, "All right, give them a big round of applause because it's the only pay they're going to get for this." <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's, it's like a little like wink and a nod. Yeah, yeah.
4: There's and, so many great movie posters for this movie, and that's that's another thing with all this era where we were actually doing the um, the the across 110th Street and all those movies. The noir, well. yeah.
2: They are just fucking poster work was just a different. You know what I mean? The, the design, point. the design
3: level was we, we was have, high.
2: We have to get away from the six different faces all. Oh together my god, dude. dude! the Northman had that poster. Yeah, Dune had that poster. Mm-hmm. Two of the best movies Who of love with, that was, year. Was it the MCU that started that, yeah. or was it Fast and the Furious, Lord of the Rings,
4: Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings was really oh, big shit. with that. One right. guy standing, and then a bunch of faces, yeah. and like somebody crouching that, down. And I
3: only remember that because I think there was. Uh, a mac event where they said here's how fast photoshop works on these new machines and they put together the faces on the return of the Uh, king poster and it was like harry Harry potter did that
2: too now Mm -hmm. that that you mention it i was thinking marvel there was
3: still art i think those were still illustrated okay at least i think the the lord of the rings ones were definitely just layered faces
4: this is the best one ain't nobody can fly a car like hoop that's what i have up right now how fucking great is that there's a foreign one too, where the um, it's in, I think it's German, where the uh, the Trans Am is a, uh, not the cartoon, but it's like that weird superimposed fucking seventies, okay, you know, almost like animated picture.
2: Do you guys see that Mondo's discontinuing the poster line? What? What are they gonna do? Final Funk? Uh, well, Funko bought them out, and Funko is discontinuing it. It's a fucking shame. I dude. mean, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, that's the first thing I think of when I think of Funk uh, uh, of Mondo.
4: Of fucking Mondo. Yeah. Oh,
3: I think of soundtracks that I'll never be able to buy. That's yeah. the first thing I think of when I think of it, Mondo.
2: I got one of the Clue ones, yeah. and it cost me so much fucking money. <laughs> hey, man. Like, An effort. That poster you got me is even more of a relic now. I, I will treasure it forever. The Halloween one. The Halloween one, dope. yeah. One of, like, uh, 1,500. Did you listen to the interview with Jeff Katz? Yes, of course. Did you hear his idea for his Halloween sequel? It made me... I, 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 like I said, I haven't seen. Sad. I haven't seen Halloween Ends. Don't but. see it. Don't, don't
4: <laughs> ever. There is no. Just to hate, watch it. There's no reason to yeah, even see agreed. it for yourself. You you will
3: feel so disrespected as a fan of that institution. You've heard enough about it that you probably don't need to see it.
4: When I was talking about it with him, I felt myself getting angry. Like I was getting flushed. But like what the fuck was that all about? And it made me like Halloween Kills, and I don't want to <laughs> be there. <laughs> but what a great idea! Imagine being like a studio and not. We have to make this happen. And then he had insight on why they fucking couldn't figure out how to get in. Uh, Michael Myers and. Mortal Kombat
2: It was just like the Dude, the, the Star Wars script that was floating around, the Duel of Fates or whatever, like that, mm-hmm. that got leaked, and everyone read that, and they're like, why did they say no to this <laughs> and go with the other one? Well, there's no pod racing in it.
4: Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> this
2: is pod racing.
4: Tell you what, how much better than those prequels? Let's not go down that rabbit. Anyway.
3: Way. Uh, I gave uh, bandit a five. I
4: will very confidently give this a four. Uh, This movie is great. Like uh, I think tube said, it's going into the rotation. I was, I was unaware of it. Um, It's not as good as bandit, but it is a shitload of fun. And it it pushes the envelope in in different ways. Sally field is naked the entire time. Pretty much. Um, (laughs) She's awesome. I, I, I really like this movie a lot. And, uh, Boy, I tell you what—that I feel bad for the Italian job, man. I'm telling you, I watched the last 20 minutes of this yeah, fucking movie. It's a movie. victim of
3: circumstance. It really is it's tough. The
4: last 20 minutes of this movie are fantastic with him building towards this crazy. And there, by the way, real consequences. Like he could be paralyzed, and I cared about that. Whereas I did not care if Michael Caine was going to go to jail.
3: That's that's all entirely fair. Um, I think I I was wavering between a four and a three and a half. Um, I think it's an easy three and a half. I don't know that I can go with a full four just because the narrative was so kind of inconsequential. But the act—if it was if the action alone gets it a four. The story's a three, so I got a net out at a three and a half. Um, so that's, that's where I would come in for this. But I will definitely watch this again. And I would say if you enjoy laughing, if you enjoy action, if you like seeing faces that you've seen in a million other things in a movie that you didn't expect them to show up in... Yeah, I, this is an easy recommend for me. And that last that last stunt sequence alone is is worth just rewatching over and over again.
4: The uh, the impetus for the bar brawl is very uh, symbolic of Hooper in general, where Terry Bradshaw they have to get into a fight. So he's like, they're being awfully loud. I can't hear my jukebox. I want my fifty cents Let's back. Let's start a giant fucking yeah. brawl. By the way, here, look at this poster. It just ain't summer without Bert. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, that's
0: <Man>. awesome! <laughs> so steamed up.
3: That feels like it was one that came out, you know, two or three weeks after it was released. It's yeah. like, hey, by the way, hey back this in movie's there. out. Yeah, He's th- handsome. I also appreciated Adam West's, uh, I guess, character uh, of Adam West appreciating
2: what Hooper brought.
3: Yeah. Like he was like you know oh man thanks you're making me look great and it's just and and why he, don't you show
2: me how to do that yeah, yeah. he
3: wanted to do this, his own stunts and he's like oh no and when he pulled up and he goes a little air in the airbag might be nice <laughs> like, Well, also the beginning
4: to your point goat where he's trying to like sh- shine a spotlight on what uh, uh, stuntmen go through and he's you see all the scars he's, mm-hmm. he's taping all the, the gear knee and then yeah on the knee abras and that all that's going on underneath you know the fancy kill bill. Uh, jumpsuit, which was awesome. Yeah, and a
3: leather jacket with no undershirt. That might be the most fuck daring stunt yeah, he pulled Daniel. off in the entire movie. If
2: you had fucking chest hair, like fucking just perfect chest hair. And, and it's, it's, Gibson pulls it off in the first Mad Max too. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, so much black curly chest hair. Talking about <laughs> talking about car stunts, by the way. I'll say. It's ten years later, but holy shit. What? That first Mad Max movie. That was like the here. next one to, to really revise it. Get Dude, a a this movie's a strong fucking head. four. This movie is a strong four. This movie is incredible. Uh, this is to me, this is the the gold standard of Burt Reynolds movies. As I watch more of them, you like,
4: gave Smoking the Bandit a four too.
2: I did. I like Cooper more than Smoking wow. the Bandit. dude! The the action in this is so, and it is just it's a technical thing, right? Smoking the Bandit, it's more fun. You got the the characters are better. They're, they're, it's more memorable. But if I'm just sitting there watching the screen and just being blown away by what I'm seeing. You know The stunt work here is, it's a fucking stuntman's movie. It's like Police Story, the Jackie Chan movie. It is, mm. it is yep. a movie centered around stunts, and it's just like a party to watch. And so this is the one seed with Burt Reynolds for me. I'm excited to watch Cannonball Run now and see me how too. it stacks up in the other ones, because now I've only seen a couple of these, but Hooper's amazing, man. I am so glad that we finally watched this, and I could not believe that I really didn't know about it until just a massive Burt Reynolds fan told me about it. And then I think, is that how you found out about it as well? I, I've been aware okay.
4: of it, but I've never, I'm certainly not the, the fan that uh, Adam McNair, of course, is who you're talking about <laughs> is, who's been just screaming at us about Burt, like an inch from our face about Burt Reynolds
0: for <laughs>
3: many years. He wants to make sure you know. He
4: does, and I respect that. Um, I wonder how many, if there's a way they keep track of, because, I mean, John Wick, there's a million guys that die, and there's, they have to take a million judo flips, but, I mean, there's so many guys that jump out of helicopters in this movie and get blown up and fall off of roofs. I wonder if there's some record sent for stunts oh, in right. this movie, because... I mean, they're all getting dragged behind cars, and I mean, there's just constant fucking shit
3: happening that could kill somebody in this movie. Mean, I mean, that Wild West Street stunt I show. I love that so much. Where the guys are just straight up jumping off of one building and landing <laughs> on another, and there's no pad there. And, it, and there's no camera rolling.
4: Yeah,
2: they're just hanging out. Yeah. This movie's just, like, really cool. I don't know, like, that's, like, just a basic word to describe it. Like, what would you call... Like, The Crow is a really cool fucking yeah. movie. Hooper is a really cool movie, because there's just so much... There's so much that pops. It, it it fucking rules. I'm gonna watch the crow when yeah. I get home.
4: Right? <laughs> uh uh what do you think, Sweet Daddy James?
5: I like this one a lot. Um if I didn't have so much childhood memories of so Smokey many. and the Bandit, I probably would like this more. Hmm. But I I'll still I'll stick with a four just to give it slightly less than Smokey, but it's it was a great movie. It was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, it's good. All right, good.
4: Well, I'm glad everybody was so excited. uh, I'm glad it came up. Yeah, me too. Uh, Let's go ahead and Jim. Let's take down this uh, last drink, if you don't mind, before we move into clearly the finest film that we are going to discuss here tonight. (laughs) Bobby Double L with the monster donation tonight. Thank you so much to him. Very, very generous. I forgot whose turn is it. I believe
3: it might be Cookie Monster's turn.
4: You're gonna do Cookie Monster? (laughs) Or Cookie Monster Metal? I see skies blue.
0: (laughs) H is for Hey there, boy! Jesus
4: Christ! You sure that wasn't just all the bands you saw this weekend? <laughs> I thought that was Static X. Is <laughs> that Mudvayne? Dig by Mudvayne. That's who that, that is. Fucking...
2: I don't like
0: that. No, I don't, don't like, like that either. either. Yeah, Nothing yeah, that's... that's coming out of anyone's mouth right Mm-mm. now this is very good. A
2: couple of those new metal bands hold up. Mudvayne does not. <laughs> oh, they <you know? laughs> don't? No. Well, your boy from Static X passed away, right? Yeah, they're still touring, though. They're, they've got someone else.
0: Yeah
3: and never lets anybody yeah, hose stop it anymore. Off. Yeah. I mean,
2: Leonard Skinner is still fucking Tory. <laughs> That's fair. Is
3: there one surviving member left in Skinner now? I couldn't even tell you <sighs> at this point.
4: It's like when Disney has someone die in the park. Hose it off, drag them underground, it never <laughs> fucking happens. <laughs> Don't even fucking worry about it. Uh, thank you, Jim, for the uh, chug. Thank you to Mudvayne for the uh, send-off. <laughs> I you am to- Mudvayne. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there. I'm Mudvayne. Thank you to Bobby LL for the donation as well. Final film of the evening is one that I thought people liked more uh, than they do on Rotten Tomatoes. I always thought there's three Van Damme movies that people seem to always talk about. And it's Universal Soldier. It's uh, Sudden Death, which is the one where he uh, plays goalie for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. And it's Time Cop. Uh, Time Cop gets forty-two percent from critics, thirty-six percent from the audience, which is crazy to me because this movie came out when I was very young, and I remember everyone saw it and everyone fucking loved it. And this is the movie that I remember—not Bloodsport or Kickbox or Lionheart. This okay. is the movie
2: where he's doing the splits that I heard
4: the most about. Uh, okay, he's he in the kitchen nude. Um, that was
2: like that. That's like a frame that's been
4: around forever. It really has. This one, I can be honest. I wasn't sure I was straight after I watched this movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I had to sit for a second because there was a scene in the beginning where there's a sex scene for no reason. Uh-huh. And I went, yeah. And, then, and I realized I wasn't looking at the girl. I was looking at Van Damme It wasn't Sloan was from right. Paris Bueller that you saw. Sure. Yeah. And I realized, okay, I'm not sexually attracted to him. I could just appreciate his gamps. It's
3: like, well, isn't that something?
4: But there was also a, a naked woman that was very fetching. And I didn't even notice that she was there at the time. I thought she was a teddy bear or something. Um, <laughs> so nice. This movie's rated R. Uh, science fiction based uh it, the plot i actually thought there's some very good character acting in this movie i mm-hmm. think the guy that plays the chief of the time police the uh the gentleman that finally actually goes to is that congress i don't know who that is he's talking to where he's yeah, for yeah he's going to yeah, yeah members of, of congress and, yeah, yeah the guy yeah. the black guy at the beginning is i feel like he's acting too well for this movie um <laughs> the guy that plays the senator is a really righteous dickhead he reminds me of uh, ellis from die hard okay um there's a lot of stuff happening in this movie that I think is better than the movie itself.
3: Does I can that see that. Sense? I can see that. I think the, I think there are a lot of concepts that are here. I think they end up being kind of half-baked in a lot of ways. Um, there's a couple of things that stood out to me immediately as I was watching it. At the very beginning, or not the very beginning, but as soon as you are accepting of the fact that these people are going back and forth in time, when he goes back to the stock market crash to get his it's just they go through this little warp bubble and they're there and then they go back through the warp bubble and then they go back in another warp bubble and it's all over here and then when they go back yeah. to get the evil senator the Enterprise whole giant launch yeah. sequence thing where they've got to make sure that they're chewing some gum or else they'll end up as red spots on the on the wall like the twins and it's just oh okay um and I you think they made a script change in the middle of this movie, and then they go back like and film, film the rest <laughs> of it. It feels like that in a lot of ways. Um, and the other thing that I could not get past is Ron Silver being your poor man's Al Pacino. Okay. And I
2: just couldn't. Oh I, shit! That's what he's doing. I just couldn't. the whole movie. I'm trying be, to figure out what is he doing in this movie. You don't want to be my out. chief of
3: staff if me pushing you into the wall is gonna be a problem. It's I like,
2: don't okay. think he sounded like that. <laughs> as he got, hey.
3: as he got more and more evil, he got into that kind of yeah, the pre-yelling Pacino, oh. but like between Godfather and shouting Pacino, that kind of it's <laughs> like. No, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Are you going to like be a Carlito's problem? Carlito's way. You know, you, know. You,
4: know. you know what's funny is you get a prequel to shouting Pacino in Godfather at the end when Kay's like a, he goes enough like you get yeah, like a little yeah. bit of devil's advocate. Just don't like ask. A little tiny don't bit. ask me about my business. Yeah. About my business, Kate But
3: he explodes there for for just a second.
4: I didn't get that. You're you're, you're hating. Before we go any further, <laughs> go.
3: So you <laughs> had hating never hard. you had never seen this. before? I had seen it when it oh, came okay. out on VHS originally oh. and had forgotten. 95% of first everything. First time for me. I aware
2: yeah. that it's one of Van Damme's biggest uh as I've mentioned before, did not watch a lot of Van Damme mm-hmm. up until now. Uh never got to it. This was this was the first time. 44.3 million it earned at the box office. Imagine like how much it's pretty good for yeah. 95.
4: I think that's really 94. good. Uh, but imagine how much they, but think about how different the times it were were these guys could put out a movie like this and it would it would do well. Right? Yeah. If you put this fucking movie out right now it, it, people would would laugh in your in your guys. Well, I was to say there
3: are a lot of reasons that it would be be like. Wait, what? Uh,
4: Sam Raimi produced by the way on Time. Cop. I saw
3: that. Um, that feels right for some of the uh, sequences.
4: Regrettable decision at the end, and it's something they actually fixed about Blade, which I think maybe you guys are aware of. Lamagra, the Blood God, uh, Stephen Dorff's character in Blade was supposed to be. There's footage of it. You can look it up on YouTube. This big amorphous mm. CGI blood mm-hmm. cloud that Blade yeah. was going to have to fight, and they said. This doesn't look very good. Mm-hmm. So they just had Steven Dorff have superpowers and they had a fight. They should have done that in this movie. Yeah. Where they killed Al Pacino and fucking <laughs> instead of him just like evaporating or exploding. They, it's I think it's because it's the 90s and Terminator was so big. Like they're
2: like, well, we have to use CGI also. I was like, you didn't have the budget for it. 94, so like we really are still in that pocket yeah. before we get away from that type of thing. And uh, it's and the thing is, it's
3: post-Jurassic Park where you'd seen the apex of what CGI yeah. could do. Oh, shit. So you're seeing this is where the well we don't quite have that kind of budget. Oh,
4: that's Spielberg, right? Yeah. We
3: don't have this direction and the and the in the chops that maybe other studios did at the time. And it's unfortunate that 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 era of CGI is really not aged gracefully. We call that the Lawnmower Man era. Yeah, <laughs> it's it very it's it looks worse than pre CGI practical effects ever do as time yeah. goes by, and that's always a big shame. And having that be your climax, it's like matter can't occupy the same space,
4: which is actually said as he's shoving him towards yeah, himself. Yeah, I feel like
3: I feel like that would have caused a bigger ripple than just him collapsing into a pile of goo.
2: Like I feel like <laughs> you're messing with whole, space-time yeah. continuum yeah. stuff at that
3: point. But they'd already kind of played fast and loose with a little bit of that anyway.
2: I am really forgiving of. Really aged visuals, like I've that mm. normally does not get because I love you know old shitty horror movies from the seventies and eighties yeah, where are working effects. on like a shoestring budget, but even like bad CG, mm. I can get behind. Honestly, like, that that wasn't even my main issue with this. It was just, the like, faces as they were traveling through time. Dude, there just wasn't a lot. God is like, <laughs> hating so
4: fucking hard right now on Time Cop. There, 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 there,
2: there just, there wasn't a lot that, like, there, there were good set pieces, but there wasn't a lot that, like, really kept me in. I, I honestly expected, and maybe it's just because, like, Time Cop is talked about a lot. I expected a lot more from it than, like, these, like, three time travel scenes and like that's kind of it right it, it reminded me a little bit of minority report and mm-hmm. the, the
4: biggest oh, problem that i thought amazing that it, movie. it's one of my favorite movies certainly one of my favorite sci-fi one movies. of the best
2: spielberg movies
4: yeah it's one of the, tom cruise's best yeah. movies and fantastically underrated that and edge of tomorrow um are oh, of, edge of
3: tomorrow is so great they're
4: kind of in the same bag for me yeah. it's Like those movies don't get they had a, a moment where they could have done that where uh jean-claude van damme is in the hospital visiting the girl that betrayed him that what he needs to prove that she's alive yeah. first of all they let you know she's going to die cuz they're like get the blood because if I don't make it you're going to need proof he was he's on the lam for what 5 seconds a and minute and a half nobody yeah. ever comes after him ever again he's kind of above the law I'm yeah. like that would have been a fun cat cat and mouse game
3: you guys are cocks this movie's a <laughs> lot of fun um a <laughs> lot of wheel kicks first of all i will give Full marks to the fight sequences and the action sequences because, especially the fight sequence where he does the run up the wall on the arch that was and gets great. behind it. the fight choreography in this movie is a blast. Yeah. And and the thing with the the fight in the apartment with the uh, with with the with towel the where he's naked.
0: T- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh
3: well, yeah, there's that. We've so. been
2: talking all night about order of watching movies. Yes, watching Hard Target before this. Yeah, you Beat right. the shit out of you're this right. movie. Unfortunately. That's a John it Woo movie. It is, and and yes, it is. But that was cemented in my brain I'm so winning. going into Time Cop but Time Cop's my favorite Van Damme movie it's I, the best and that's not Time Cop oh, excuse me Hard Target Jesus okay. Christ yeah, striking like, that from the record I was, be, I was gonna feel really bad about yeah, my 2.5 best. that I was about to what give out what
4: fuck <laughs> would you give the quest
2: uh, I think i give that a 2.5 as well
4: this is better than the quest this is better than the quest
2: yeah but I don't think it's a three.
4: I can't wait for Goat to bust out a one-five because I gave the Italian wedding <laughs> singer a fucking uh, a two. <laughs> hey, at least I'm being honest Dude, about I, movies and stuff. Italian I don't, I don't keep that a shit thing. packed we... in like he
3: does.
2: Like I do? Yeah.
3: Get <laughs> the <laughs> shit packed in... <laughs> Um, Did you go to the doctor with me a few weeks ago?
4: <laughs> oh, oh, oh god! I wish Go and I could join forces we a, yeah, somewhere. We'd have a colon that would make sense to the, <laughs> humanity. You guys just have to go back in time together and yeah, touch yeah, each other. Yeah, oh, yeah. We'll touch butt cheeks, and hopefully we <laughs> will have one solid BM amongst the two of us. Um, that hard target is a much better movie. It it's is my favorite Man movie. Universal Soldier is a much better movie. Yeah. Um, I would use the same argument for this movie that I would use for a lot of the other ones we made. It's Time Cop in the '90s with Jean Claude Van Damme. It's damn entertaining. I think it's fun. Um, I'm. It's only ninety minutes. I'm gonna. Mm, it's three five because I would recommend it to anyone. I would recommend it to both of you, Cox. I would say that this is a fun movie about Jean Claude Van Damme traveling through time and doing spinning wheel kicks. There's titties. His ass looks good. Um, and that's pretty much all I got.
3: All right. Well, there you have it. Um, I I would say, I think I would give this a half point more than I gave the quest, and I don't remember what I gave the quest.
4: Probably a low grade.
3: Probably a low grade. You know what? I'll
4: check. Please, Please do. On Fortress on our... Film CDS on Instagram.
3: <laughs> Please do. I look forward to this, because I want to make sure I'm giving it the fair mark, because I think it should get a half point more than the quest, because I enjoyed the quest for what it was, but it was basically... I thought
4: you'd like it more than you, you did, actually. It
3: was... Uh, it was... Bloodsport light. The problem is, is that
4: uh, Kimberly Milio has put up so many goddamn fucking posts <laughs> that, that finding uh, it uh, is a probably bit of one of a... the last, one of yeah. the, 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 the the very first. What do you ones? mean? There, there, there.
3: All right, here we go. I got it. Mm-hmm.
4: Ready? All right. So the quest got three point five from Dukes,
3: so I gave it the same grade as
0: I gave this. <laughs> okay.
3: Goat gave the quest a three. Okay, so then I will give this a three and a half.
4: That's fair because that has. I to, think I, that's correct.
3: To be bound by by what by by, by uh. My bylaws here. Sure, um, I would say that I would recommend this more than the quest. Obviously, um, I came from the original. Like, I my introduction was Bloodsport and Kickboxer, so I remember being disappointed by Time Cop when I was a kid because I wanted more just fighting as opposed. I wanted more of that, like that terrible, you know, played out narrative of the guy who is out for revenge as a single, like fighter, as opposed to the whole overwrought time travel thing. Um, but. And outside of Ron Silver, I think everybody's performances were oh, strong. Get the fuck out of here! By the way, this is the only movie I can remember where they make an actual excuse for Jean Claude
4: Van Damme's over the top accent. Where they actually, his wife at the very beginning says, "Oh, if anybody could understand you. he goes, "I know all the good words." Yeah, and she's like, "Let's go humming." Fuck. And yeah, was, basically, yeah. Uh, the two um, gave uh, the quest a two point five.
2: Yeah, this is this is a two point five, but it's above it's above the quest. Well, how's that possible? You gave the same fucking grade. It can, but I can still like one more than the other. All right, I mean, I would think that would warrant a higher score. No, I'm sorry, it's if not, I a, it's were, not yeah. a three. I'm sorry, It's a three five. I was disappointed by it. We, I, I was disappointed. I, dis- I, I expected more. I was
3: not disappointed by it. How the fuck
4: can you expect more at a time cop from in 1994 from Jacques?
3: Well, Lardin maybe because the, the, the title rules, the poster it rules. fucking rules.
2: <laughs> Okay. But All then you right. get think, to the think, end
3: sequence and you can't tell who anybody is because it's dark and raining. I think the yeah. poster... I'm i climbing I'm, up the roof. I think the poster <laughs> is
2: really what what like ruined it for me because I saw the poster and I was like, oh, it's it's go time, baby. It was not go time, unfortunately. Uh, oh, it
4: was go time if you're fucking... Uh, d- 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 by the way, the third Van Damme movie where he plays himself twice. Am I, <laughs> am I wrong on that? Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone done it more? Broken Lizard, which is in Quasi, they play themselves as many <laughs> yeah, times. Peter Sellers. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> By the way, we were never going to beat Hickey and Boggs and Hard Target on the same episode, by the way. That was a good episode, we were never going to beat that shit. Uh, Jim, Daddy, what did you think?
5: Easy 3.5. The movie was so much fun. I love I always travel. agree with Jim.
4: That the is true.
3: Dogs. You respect his intellect <laughs> and his extensive knowledge of pop culture in I think general. That
5: I think that Time Cops made for guys
4: like us. Dumb guys. We don't have a lot going on. We like to see I mean, the muscles from Brussels. Goat's laying a
2: lot of sarcasm. He, he fucking
4: he, is getting mean, and this is mean goat. People that don't think that he exists, he's here now, right now, in front of us. I
2: like he's, to think I've been very analytical and apologetic. I
4: would Tube, you always know, I think, that you're the, the highest barometer of moviedom. Yeah, that's back. it. That's
5: what, that, that sounds right. Goat said he was scarred when he watched this when he was a kid. You know he was 30 when that movie came out. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, Oh, shit, bro. Oh, shit. an old oh,
2: Dude, just hit him with an a roundhouse.
0: <laughs> just
4: fucking saying he's an old goat.
2: Jim Daddy's doing the splits in front of Goat right now. I was only bunchies, 20.
4: Taking his own knife away from him and then stabbing him. And knocking over that five-gallon jug of water and having it take ten minutes to get across the floor. And somehow it still electrocutes the dickhead. Why didn't he bring a gun if they were trying to kill him? Why did they bring knives and a taser? Makes no sense. All right. What a weird night. Uh, last thing. Uh, did you boys watch the uh, trailer that I sent you? the insidious trailer is red door
3: is this number five yes Yes. damn dude
4: patrick
2: wilson returning for this one the all original uh, cast and you mentioned patrick wilson also directing his directorial debut see that i think is going to be awesome because that guy has been in so many james wan movies they are clearly friends and
4: moonfall yes moonfall he's learned how to make a great movie of course. course.
2: And uh, I think that, and, and Juan's still producing, right? So, like, yes, I think that he's, he's got, he is in good hands as a uh, a debut director, and that should be, Pretty awesome. Didn't didn't E-Rock say that like they live in the same neighborhood or something? Like, I don't he, know.
4: He sees them in Starbucks all the time. He flexes quite a bit, E-Rock, <laughs> So that's very hey, very. Hey, I thoughtful.
2: pop for it, so I, don't know, I work for me. <laughs> Rose Burton
4: back in this one. One of my one seeds. Very sophisticated, beautiful lady. And then uh, the kid. That the kid is the kid in this, and yeah. it's ten years later. So he's going to college, and they book the same. Fucking oh, that's kid. cool. Yeah, James Wan is producing this. Jason Bloom is producing this. So it's and yeah. guess who else? Hmm. Our boy Oren Pelly from. Uh, paranormal
2: activities producer oh this there movie. you go is that great or is See, that great? I, I love that like the, we do have this era of like you know 2010 on horror directors that they are all in league with yeah, each other sh- and like they like to do this shit. Oh, they're just <laughs> fucking, but, yeah jacking each other off <laughs> taking loads i I'm, I'm excited yeah. too um
4: the, the trailer looked pretty good uh, they had the red face guy in it, which mm-hmm. is the most important thing for Insidious movies, and uh, lots of crazy bald guys writhing around on the ground, baby powder all over them. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the basic premise is just that, her home videos. Yeah, Aww. the, the demon entity, of course, a demon as we know haunts people and doesn't haunt a house, yes. and it's followed the kid up to uh, college.
2: So well, and have those. you seen the the th- the three and four sequels? Because one and two is about yeah. the same family. Because I I've, what, and James Wan directed both. One and two are really good. I think yeah. You're, the old broad is the fucking constant. in The oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, Lynn. Third and fourth, she's good in those God too. Damn, what's her name? Lynn something. They're but, not. A, I, you have fonder memories of those other sequels than I do. So I one and two I liked a lot. I never saw four, which I think was like the lost key or something yeah, like it's that. Bad. I saw three in the theater, <laughs> and I remember it not being like a great movie, but being really fucking scary. Um, which works when we go. You haven't seen these sequels? I anything? haven't. I'm actually going to do. Did you see the original? I haven't. I have. This is what I'm oh, going to do I got with, the ray
3: when the new Conjuring came out. Hang on. When the new Conjuring movie came out, what was that? Last year. Uh I watched all of the Conjuring's up in uh, in the lead up to it.
2: Insidious night? We got to do it. Well, I was going to say we talk about it on the next show, but yeah. Oh, well, we could we could do we could do we could do a show.
4: Both. As well. Hey, 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 fucking Miley. Yeah. You're the one with the crazy schedule. If you want to do Insidious night, we can come up here and right, do Insidious night. My people night. will talk to your people, we Jesus can figure it out. Titty. You're like you're saying that, like fucking goat now I have
2: any control over this. <laughs> let's do it. I uh, I was working at the theater. Oh, God when, damn it! There's oh, the donuts the fuck, yeah. being fucking brought up here, dude. Titty so I, I worked at the movie theater when Thank Insidious you. Three came out, and I remember like cleaning the theater during the credits. Oh, and you know how oh, like
4: scary they've
2: got. You know how that, yeah. that violin music kicks <laughs> yeah. back in.
4: So like, oh, I in the trailer for this one too. The
2: credits had gone long enough that there was like no music. I'm alone oh. in this theater, sweeping up popcorn oh, and, I would never and, and candy and fucking vomit. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the- all of a sudden, mm. that violin kicks in in like the last thirty seconds of the trailer of the credits. And beat and feet I, out of dude, there! I picked up my broom. I left that theater messy. <laughs> like, and I just <laughs> ran out of there. Like the seven p.m. crowd,
0: the theater sh- was messy. <laughs> yeah, dude. They okay. had. They,
2: they had. I left fucking- <laughs> that theater messy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they had popcorn and my shit in the aisles. Oh my was like, god. Oh. Am
4: I come? Um, <laughs> there's a uh, the lantern in Insidious, so this is a little cool. I never I never went to it, but you're aware of Hollywood. Uh, what is it? Halloween Horror Nights at um, Universal, Universal.
0: Universal,
2: yeah.
4: So there's like 12 different haunted houses they build mm-hmm. for that night. They built an Insidious house, and there's that lantern, of course, that you follow around in it. And in the fucking house, like the lights are completely off so you just have to follow the fucking oh lanterns God. I'm too scared for and there's shit. like there was like passageways that had nothing in them and then you saw like a glimmer of the lantern off and of like, I watched a walkthrough of it once on YouTube it looked wow. probably isn't still around but it was a really good idea that's, for. that's, all that that's too much for
2: me the, those movies scared the shit out of me when yeah we came they're out. very scary
4: yeah they're very scary and also that Patrick Wilson is a, an incredible actor for the fact that he's in The Conjuring and these films yeah he is, rules uh, pretty well and Moonfall of course we and all- Moonfall yes let's not forget <laughs> Moonfall what a great film
3: I want to leave that one on the cutting room floor.
4: <sighs> I'd like to leave these on the cutting room floor. I don't want to be fat forever.
2: I don't. But I will. Is that the song off of uh, Highlander?
4: <laughs> Here we are. Born to be fat. Jeez. God damn it. What? These are Krispy Kreme's too, aren't they? They
3: are indeed. Son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. Orgy brought these? They, they Yes, they are a uh, a gift from Orgy. This
4: first time I've seen Goat actually lamenting the fact that they're... I was just like, oh my God.
3: <laughs> well, it's at the end of the night with giant pizza. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You're Mr. Porsche Control now. I'm trying. The prince of I'm, Porsche Control. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing my best. Uh, but in any case, yes, a, uh, I guess Nabisco, Oreo, and Chippo- Chips Ahoy collaboration with Krispy Kreme uh, this time around. So there are... <gasps> Four, and I'll just read the names at the moment. We have the Chips Ahoy Candy Blasts Donut, the Oreo and Chips Ahoy Cookie Blast Donut, what? No. Chips Ahoy Cookie Dough Cream Donut, and the Oreo Cookies and Cream Donut. Now... I believe this uh, two larger pocket one is the Oreo and Chips Ahoy Cookie Blast Donut. We'll save that one for last.
4: Yeah, yeah. We should do this one with the little M&Ms on it.
3: That's first. the, I believe, yeah. Chips Ahoy Candy Blasts Donut. Let's do that first. An original glazed donut dipped in cookie dough icing and decorated with Chips oh. Ahoy cookie pieces, milk chocolate candy gems, and semi-sweet chocolate chips. Do you fucking smell this donut? Oh, he already ate it. Did you smell the donut? <laughs>
4: Goat. By the way, I'm sure Goat was reluctant to try these donuts. <laughs> Shit
2: I'm gonna flip it upside down For my second bite <laughs> So all this stuff's on the my tongue I wish the doctor today
3: Well at least you went today It's not tomorrow I I
2: would, no.
4: Oh I wouldn't go tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> I figured um, out a way to get out of that, motherfucker. Uh, sir,
3: how many donuts did you eat last night?
4: <laughs> how much whiskey was in those donuts?
3: Your blood appears to be <laughs> syrup right now. I'm not sure.
4: How is it equal parts corn syrup and bourbon? <laughs> um, is there filth in the middle of this, too, or no? Not on this one, no.
0: no.
4: That's just what a Krispy Kreme tastes like. I mean, I feel bad because a, a, a couple guys brought donuts from kind of a long way. Last time, especially mm-hmm. Kevin Smith, went all the way up to wherever that place was.
3: Edmonton, <sighs> just Krispy Kreme is so
4: goddamn good, yeah. and the little stupid M M&M and M bits. I normally wouldn't even care about those, but the
3: oh, the texture so... changes just enough right? with those on there that and and the additional level of chocolate, the,
4: the dust filth too on the top,
3: yeah. the dust filth, the dust filth.
4: <laughs> whatever <laughs> that is. What is that?
3: Um, it's uh, it's Chips Ahoy cookie pieces crumbled up.
4: God damn it! Of course it is. Yeah. Uh, Five.
3: Yeah, that's five.
5: Yep. Five. <laughs> okay. Poor Jim. sucks. When
4: you when you have a, a tattoo of Joe as Ursula on your thigh, you're going to regret this. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, Loud go-
3: Uh We have the Oreo cookies and cream donut.
4: Is that this one right here? I believe that's this. That's that's yes. Yeah, Our those, Oreo the cookies stripes on it.
3: Yeah, okay. the with the crumble on top. Smell it. the jism in the middle. Oh my god! <laughs> Our Oreo cookies and cream donut is a fan favorite, filled with Oreo cookies and cream filling, dipped in dark chocolate icing, and topped with Oreo cookie pieces.
5: Is it? Jesus
4: Christ!
0: Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs>
4: Why can't cauliflower taste like this? <laughs> uh,
3: it's terribly unfair. You know what,
4: man? I get Adam and Eve now. Like, I mean, that thing's sitting there. Oh, okay. Not the company. Huh? No, I have there a subscription a spon- to them there a too. Are sponsoring now? Oh, hi, Frank. That Swedish Sure grip Sucker Machine is here for you. It's a gift.
0: <laughs>
4: Garbage like you just makes me sick. All right. He's had enough. Somebody help the commander up
0: you yeah, just
4: man. had enough garbage like you. It's just, I'm just John Q. Public now. <laughs> that's when he throws the towel in the guy's face that's trying to kill us. <laughs> Scattered pictures no. from the smiles no. we left behind. <laughs> huh,
3: that's a five. The
4: donuts make me <laughs> dopier than any of the booze we yeah. ever consume.
3: Oh, yeah. The sugar rush. And then I feel like it's interesting because the more we eat, the Faster the sugar crash comes through. So Um, I'm trying to pace myself a little bit here. I'm going to surprise you, goat. Hmm. Five. You know what? I did not see that coming. Mm,
5: Five. (sighs) Easy five.
4: (laughs) The easiest five. By the way, Jester would kill us all for an easy five.
3: No. (laughs) Tell
4: me about it.
3: (laughs) Hey there, boy.
4: As long as I'm not married to (laughs) her, that's old emitters.
3: The <laughs> the third member of our donut oh, please lineup. Please don't say third member. <laughs> <clears throat> the Chips Ahoy cookie dough cream donut. Wait,
4: wait, is that this one? It's
3: That's the nice one. the tan one yeah. with it. Yeah, uh, a donut filled with Chips Ahoy cookies and cream filling, dipped in chocolate you. icing, and drizzled with cookie dough icing decorated with Chips Ahoy mini cookies.
4: Looks like cookie crisp on the top. That's stupid. (laughs) The little little bite-sized ones.
0: (laughs) Can't get enough of that cookie crisp. No, that's
4: golden crisp, isn't it?
0: It's got the crunch with the punch.
4: Oh, it's so gross.
3: (laughs) Get this away from me.
4: Oh, man, that might be the best one.
2: Oh man. Mm. Oh man. Mm.
3: I think this one relies a little much a little more on having to get the right bite. Fuck off. To get all of the uh all of the pieces. That last one, the Oreo cookies and cream one, I think is is my favorite out of these 3. Um this one's a five. <laughs>
4: Oh, Dotson, that's a lot of finger-licking. Oh,
3: <laughs> yeah, directional microphone.
4: Oh, shit. I, I, I'll, 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 <laughs> get, I'll
2: hit the bourbon with my left hand. Huh? Oh, Lord. I gotta balance, up, I gotta balance I'll out I'll touch this, it with your other hand. I gotta hand. balance out those five, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Fuck.
4: Uh, Jim? God, it was delicious. Uh, it was a five. Fuck. Are you gonna need to put Kevin in the middle of this somewhere?
5: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was... Yeah. We'll figure
4: it out. Fuck. Kevin Heffernan is on the show today. Ah, it's part of the Broken Love Lizard takeover. That guy rules. Uh, go, maybe you could do a little reader in the front of the before we all
3: lost control. All right, <laughs> we'll get we'll get that together. Take we'll,
4: something for the beginning of the episode. Yeah, we'll, The great, Kevin Heffernan <laughs> for <from> Broken Lizard, <laughs> ladies Lot and gentlemen, available <laughs> uh, right now. By the way, if you're listening, it's 4:20. Uh, oh yeah, is it not? Is it not? It is. It is, it is indeed. It is.
3: Thursday.
4: Uh, five.
3: Yeah. 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 Five. Yeah. And, uh, five. And now we come to the
2: payoff. Dude, I've got pizza crust for dessert. I'm so fucking excited. I want to fucking.
4: Who is the. Who started Krispy Kreme and does he have any living relatives? Because <laughs> they're getting uh, blown. I mean, <laughs> that was a uh, Krispy Kreme, is yeah. what you're thinking. Yeah, Krispy
1: Kreme. They get
4: a
3: free ride to my grandparents' grave and they get a free blowjob oh, on top God. of that grave. How about them apples? Uh, they, I think they'd have to consent to that first, but... Um, All right. I'm yeah. with you. As long as they're on board. I'm going to respect their wishes. Yeah. Who's
4: going to turn that down,
3: though? Well, I mean, you'd have to be crazy. That is a hell of an offer. <laughs> like- Thank you, Jasper. You'd accept my offer, wouldn't you?
4: I certainly <laughs>
0: would.
2: Very good.
4: <sighs> delete the episode before the last 20 minutes,
3: please, if you're listening for free. <laughs> Always wait until the last 20 minutes and then delete. And the uh, the final... Uh, mm. Piece of the uh, puzzle here: the Oreo and Chips Ahoy, this one, Cookie Blast Donut. This has the longest description. <sighs> It's a crazy explosion of cookie overload. This donut is filled with two Chips Ahoy Chewy Cookies and Oreo Cookies and Cream filling, then dipped in cookie dough icing and a blend of Oreo and Chips Ahoy cookie pieces. Finally, it's decorated with an Oreo Cookies and Cream deleted word and one mini Oreo cookie and one mini Chips Ahoy cookie. It's... All of it together in one donut. Visual- Councilman,
2: Councilman, I have a question.
3: Yes. Mm. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Visually, this one is the most impressive. It, this is the one I feel like the pyramid was building to. <laughs> uh,
4: what is the cream in the middle, if you don't mind me asking it, please? Uh,
3: according to this, it's filled with two Chips Ahoy Chewy cookies and Oreo cookies and cream filling, which wow. is the cookies and cream filling from the one we tried two donuts prior. Oh.
0: <sighs>
4: could you be there counselor are oh, you doing some counselor stick earlier Well, max katie stick
3: Well. the flavors <laughs> and you m- get them all at different times yeah. how
2: many cookies are in this
3: it yeah. it says that it's filled with two Chips Ahoy <laughs> Chewy Cookies. <laughs> yeah, this is this this should have been a bulleted list. It's really there's so much in here. Oh,
0: God, uh,
3: I think the the filling and the cookies really play well together. Jesus. Especially the little cookie that's on top as kind of the the button to to tie it all together. It really, this, um, I, uh, it's a struggle to come up with a number for this one, but I think it might be a five. Mm.
4: Mine's how many kids Jester actually has. Five. I was going to say, you can't go over
3: five. Come on.
4: (laughs) Well, how how many kids he sired? Not how many survived. Five. Fuck. Five. Yeah. Jesus
5: Christ. That's. That's a
4: five. Holy shit. Booker T predicted this many years take, ago. Goat, Take this away from me. Why should Goat take that away from you? He's stronger than I am. Are those just <laughs> half-bitten oh, donuts? Yes. We know Joe's stronger <sighs> than you are.
2: Oh, Orgy, next time, Damn. give give Jester, like, quarters so we can eat that shit.
4: Yeah, I did the same thing. Are you judging me?
2: No, I just... I'm close to death.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> if, they <were> in, <laughs> if they were in quarters, Goat and I could eat the rest of those. You know, this is true. true. There's I, I, nothing I stopping you. <clears throat> Oh, God. Um, th- th- there's years of VD that is just and No eat- shit. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you know,
4: I haven't seen stalactites like that. that hanging from his mouth since oh, no. last time I was
3: in Lorray Caverns. God. There's a pipe organ in there somewhere.
0: <laughs> <Fried> eggs. <laughs> <laughs> is that really what... The- yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs>
4: little cafe in the top so you can refresh yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: now we're going to play the Notre Dame fight song on Jester's teeth.
2: <laughs>
4: now time for Anchors Away.
0: <laughs>
4: I got a lot of pipe organ shtick pen up in me. <sighs> working on that one for a while yeah i really have Sad. waiting for the right time to strike man uh make sure you watch uh quasi on hulu yes, yes. i know you boys are excited for it mm-hmm. laugh you, a minute on that fucking movie really really great and please uh please to be tweeting all of the guys from broken listener and telling them thank you for coming on the show this week it has been an absolute pleasure goat thank you my friend thank you Jester, thank you. Thank you. Tuber, I hope you stick around because I'd like to s- – Oh, uh, thank you to Orgy Beard and our audience and everybody that uh, brought food and bourbon and uh, fun stuff. And everyone that donated tonight, Bobby Double L and Gary, all the fun people. But uh, if you guys don't mind beating a hasty retreat so I can um, – I'd like
3: to sit here and speak to well, Dottie. For a- here's the best part about having donuts and getting a sugar yeah. rush. Is you can just kind of like, ramble on about anything because I'm like fired you up. Stick and around? I could, yeah, I could just talk for the next like hour and a half I'm or so. I'm like, literally- tired oh, of oh. talking,
2: Dukes. I just want to ram head first into a jukebox and get drunk! <laughs>